Free Talk Live. It's your show. You can bring up whatever you want via the toll-free number 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, the live Saturday edition. It is Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us on our website, freetalklive.com. All those other talk shows they want to charge you for accessing their sites, we give ours away free at freetalklive.com. So you call in about anything Though we're starting things out tonight, uh, just by coincidence, because he called in, Brian Travis is with us, and if you've been following the weekday version of the show, you know what happened to Brian Travis at the beginning of this week. If you did not, if you're just tuning in for the first time this Saturday night, as many of our radio affiliates are, we have Brian with us. Brian, can you bring our listeners up to speed as to what happened Monday morning and where are we today? Uh, well, uh, let me tell you first that I am in the car, and I hope I don't drop out. But if I do, uh, I'll tell you as much as I can before then. Okay. On Monday morning, uh, we had about uh, at least a dozen uh, police officers from three, at least three different towns uh, block off the road for half a mile in front of my house and uh, wade, uh, and, and they ended up taking 12 of our horses. These are bureaucrats from the SPCA, which is apparently a private organization, but also quasi-governmental because they've been granted some sort of sheriff's powers or something like that, and as well as the local police, and they came in there, they stole, and they also had a handful of volunteers, they stole a dozen of your 30 horses from you, and they apparently were doing it for a vendetta. They claimed it was for welfare, animal welfare, but your horses were in fine health. Well, it goes, yeah, it goes back a ways. Back in uh, November, well, there is uh, apparently this rule. I, I really hate saying the word law because it sounds like it's, you know, something that needs to be obeyed. Yeah. Uh, there's this rule that people with suits, you know, write down on a piece of paper that says that uh, horses uh, are, not, are, are being abused unless they have shelter, appropriate shelter, between November 1st and April 15th of the humans' calendars. Now, I don't know what happens if there's a really big storm on, you know, uh, on uh, October 31st, but apparently only on November 1st they need to be protected. Right. Uh, the law really doesn't say what appropriate means, and, you know, they, they love using words like that so they can interpret them on the sun. Sure. So, so on the 4th, I believe it was the 4th of November, a, uh, uh, a rude man comes to my house and uh, knocks on the door, and my son answers and says, uh, uh, you know, what do you want? And he says, I have to check your shelter. And he says, excuse me, who are you? And he says, I have to make sure your horses have adequate shelter, blah, blah, blah. And he cites some kind of, uh, of a, you know, he uses some words to say that he needs to get back there. So my son knows his rights, and he says, go away. And the guy says, well, if you don't let me on the property, I'm going to call the police. And my son, good boy, he knows that the police have no more right to be on the property than this guy does, and uh, closes the door. Three minutes later, a, a cop shows up. Uh, my son goes out there to videotape this, and uh, within about, oh, five or six minutes, uh, my son is in handcuffs in the back of a police cruiser heading downtown because he uh, refused to turn off the videotape. And we're using happened? a video camera on his own property. Exactly, and it was an outrageous yeah. story. We covered it on this show at the time, and, of course, you're talking about something that happened in New Hampshire where there are hundreds of liberty-minded activists uh, just hanging around waiting for something like this to happen. And so they, uh, the support poured out from the activist community where these activists were calling this bureaucrat that was harassing you from the SPCA, and they were calling the police department, and uh, probably a place or two else that I'm not thinking of at the moment, the two, the two major 
major offenders in that particular case. Got a lot of phone calls, a lot of possibly angry emails from people, which is unusual. When they go about harassing people normally, they don't get much response from the surrounding area, just except for, well, you know, I'm glad it's not happening to me. In this case, the activists picked up the phones and, and got out there and really embarrassed these guys. And yeah, so this, this SPC investigator, who apparently used to be a cop, and I just found out today that he was shot in duty, and so he's on disability, mm-hmm. and now he's uh, uh, a, an investigator for the SPCA. He wears a fake badge. I don't even know what the badge says. It looks kind of official. But now he's, he's got this vendetta. He can't get a search warrant because he has no probable cause. Uh, some kind of, I don't know, a snitch or two from down the street. I'm not really sure what happened because... Uh, they've been shielding exactly what rationale they had to issue us the uh, uh, issue a search warrant to get to us this last Monday. Right, you told me so last night. Really you, you told me last night that when they came to you with this warrant, they presented a warrant to you, and it supposedly had an additional page on the back of it with some reasons for, I guess, the warrant being uh, actually filed. And that page wasn't there. You asked to see it. They said it's sealed. So they they didn't even show you the warrant prior to coming into your home and coming onto your property and stealing these horses. They showed you a portion of the warrant, but not even the entire thing. I mean, so there are just so many examples in this uh, in this case of the these government guys not even bothering to try to follow their own rules. Another rule that they're supposed to follow is they're supposed to give people warnings before they come and steal their horses from them. No warnings were given in this particular case. So they didn't follow that rule. Plus, they were traveling with these volunteers with the horse trailers. The horse trailers... And the trucks that were pulling them had their license plates blanked out. They had put duct tape over the uh, over the license plates. And when you brought that up on video camera to one of the police, he just sidesteps it and he says, "Well, we'll talk, we'll deal with that later." And you can better believe they didn't do a damn thing about that later. Well, he on. said he didn't see it or something like that. No, it was it was pointed out to him, and that police officer admitted <laughs> he admitted that he knew that w- w- what was going on, but he wouldn't do anything about it because it's his buddies that get to drive around with their license plates covered up. So it's just it's just item after item of these people not even bothering to follow their own rules and what's the latest brian what's going on now well you know i i that was on monday and it was a snowy day it was just kind of a freak storm because uh, you know the day before was beautiful the day after is beautiful it was just this one day that it was just uh, very wet snow and you know uh heidi uh my wife was just uh, beside herself it was a horrible day uh, at the end of the day i realized my chicks my time we're gonna have new chicks Oh, wait, I shouldn't tell the SPCA that. We don't have any more animals. <laughs> anyway, the chickens are downstairs, and, and they're, they're, they're low on food, so I get in the truck, and I'm heading down to the feed store, and I'm thinking, you know, screw this free state. There's no free state here. I moved. It cost me $50,000 to move all this stuff, my business, Heidi's business, all these horses, all our household stuff to New Hampshire, and we're supposed to be here for the free state, and I can get abuse like this in Colorado, and it's warmer there. I was so pissed. I was, yep. I, I was beside myself. I understand. Well, sure you know, it's not the free state yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's that's well, to be that's to be uh, worked on to come in the future. And I can see why you'd be frustrated. I mean, you were one of the earlier people that has uh, has been attacked by the uh, the status by the people that are running the government. And how did you get out of that mindset, or are you still in it? No, I got home and I had text messages. I, I haven't been able to check my phone because I've been using my phone to video all these all this stuff. The video that I made to put on YouTube, I did with my BlackBerry. I mean, it's lousy. But, uh, but I couldn't get any calls. I turned the thing off, and then uh, finally I'm getting uh, uh, voicemails and how can we help. We're on our way. 
you know, what's happening here. The next day we had a summit, and there were at least a dozen people there, maybe 20 people there. How can we do this? What can we do in the uh, in, in you know, what can we do legally? What can we do, you know, in the court of public opinion? What can we do on the web? And all of a sudden, this is this is it. I, I could get this kind of abuse in Colorado or anywhere else, but I would not have the backing that I, that I that I got here. And you know, this this is the best place in the world to be if you want to uh, be free. And we're not free yet, but there's no other place that I've ever seen that that can be this way. And again, it happened today. We had a uh, we had a I put the call out. Uh, we need some help with the sheds. We need, you know, we need to get this uh, stuff uh, taken care of so uh, we can at least get our horses back and then fight the next battle. And we had 25 people just show up to help us with the with these new sheds. That's tremendous. <laughs> that, yeah, if that doesn't restore your faith in humanity, I don't know what would. So we're we're we're, we're staying here. We're going to fight it out. So anybody who's listening to this who thinks that uh, yeah, New Hampshire isn't free either. Look at these people had a raid on this house and they took some horses. Uh, you try that in your town and see how many people show up. And right now we are heading, we're on the road, we're heading up to a friend's. They're having a fundraising dinner for us. Uh, a bunch of people are going to be there. Uh, we've got a chip-in page that uh, people are, are contributing to for Heidi's Legal Defense Fund. Go ahead and plug that and if you would, please. It's uh, CWF, uh, Castlewood Farm, cwf.chipin.com. Great, and that's one way people can help you out. Uh, also, of course, there's discussion going on over at nhfree.com in the forums there. And, Brian, uh, keep up the great work. We're glad to have you. You're a great, uh, tremendous asset to this movement, and hopefully we can all come out of this uh, in the better and have more freedom as a result. So I thank you for your dedication, and thanks for your time tonight. 800-259-9231. That's why things are different up here. There are a lot more people that are willing to stand up for your freedom as long as you're willing to make the stand. It's Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. It's the live Saturday edition of the program, and you can bring up whatever you want via the toll-free number at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. It is Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site, they are completely free, so enjoy those on us. Those features include, by the way, the live streams. We've got a broadband version, a dial-up version, and a webcam, all free for you at listen.freetalklive.com. That is listen.freetalklive.com. Now, AdamEve.com has a special offer for you. Go to AdamEve.com and get 50% off of one item when you type FTL for the offer code coupon checkout. Plus, with your order of $17 or more, they'll throw in a free gift. Get 50% off with the offer code FTL, like Free Talk Live, at AdamEve.com. So, uh, Mark, you've been out for the last few days. You were here at the beginning of the week when we first got the phone call from Brian Travis. We just got off the phone with him a few moments ago. He and his wife had their horses stolen from them. Twelve of their 30 horses stolen. The government's making These the claim... These aren't just regular horses either. I mean, they, you know, some of them they're are expensive quite horses. valuable horses. The government's making the claim that they, are, they were to- taken from for welfare issues. Of course, now, if that were true, then they perhaps would have uh, issued a fine or an arrest of some sort. Like right. something would have been done besides taking the horses. Maybe there would have been a warning ahead of time. There were no warnings, and all of the paperwork in the case is completely sealed. So, I mean, it may very well be the truth. I don't know, but I have a you know I have a real problem with the way they've done it. I mean, well, they blocked off the road for a half a mile in either direction. Yeah, and the 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 paperwork is sealed. They're not talking to the media. All they're saying is. 
that, uh, and it's actually the SPCA, I think, that has said this, that it's, it's a welfare issue, an animal welfare issue. Well, if that's true, then why didn't they take the other 17 or 18 horses? Why did they only take a dozen horses? They had, apparently they had room in the trailers, so why didn't they? Well, the reason is, from what Brian told us earlier this week, is that the bureaucrats were just too darn lazy because it was a snowstorm out. They were too lazy to go and actually chase down those other horses to try to take a look at them and, and round them up. So if they were really concerned about those horses' welfare, why didn't they go and take a – they didn't even take a look at them, you know? They didn't even spend that time. So they just went over and grabbed the horses that were the easiest to grab and put them up on the trailers and took off. And now the horses are in a secret location, and, no, and, and nobody's talking to the media. And no charges have been filed, and that's no. what bothers me the most is, you know, when a, when a law enforcement official uses his powers, he, he, needs to do, he needs to do something besides just take things from people. Otherwise, it's just stealing. But this kind of stuff goes on all over the place. It's true. There are, Brian told us earlier this week that he's been getting phone calls from people all over the place who said, this has happened to me. You know, I was taking care of my horses just fine, and then some busybody down the street decided they didn't like me for whatever reason, they didn't like how I uh, painted my house, or whatever the reason was, that then they called the cops, and the cops came and stole my horse from me. And who knows how much money has to be spent in the government's courtrooms to even to even try to get your property back. No idea. So he's been getting this outpouring of support for people around the country who have been put in the exact same position. So his story is not... It's not unusual in any way. And that's one of the, the most tragic points is that Brian Travis, the only way his story is unusual is that it happened to happen in New Hampshire and he happened to be a Free State Project member and connected to a bunch of these liberty-minded activists that are around here who, as I said before, are just itching for an opportunity like this to, uh, to stand up for somebody's freedom. And in this case, it's happening. I mean, the, the people are rallying around him. As he said, there were a bunch of people out at his house this afternoon uh, working on the property, showing support. There was a news, from what I understand, a journalist was supposed to be there with a photographer showing all of this. And hopefully that will make it into the newspaper t- uh, tomorrow or something like that. That would be great. The, the press that has come out on this has been relatively skewed toward Brian and his family, which yeah. is great. Maybe it has something to do with the fact the government isn't talking. I don't know, but so far... Well, normally when this would happen, it would always be, you know, always skewed towards the government. It's just there's a, you know, yeah. because Brian has the support of a large uh, amount of people in the community, and they know him, that's why he's getting he's getting some deference right. from the media. This isn't some scumbag who beats his animals. They take care of their horses. People that we know have been to their house. You've been out there once, Mark, and they... I didn't pay much attention to the horses, quite honestly. There are people that have, and th- there are people that will testify for Brian that will say, look, these, these guys, they have $20,000 horses. Of course they're taking care of them. Well, honestly, I mean, if, if they wanted to prove that the animals were in disrepair, I, I mean, I've seen news stories where animals are in bad shape. They have TV cameras out there. You see the horse's ribs and all that other yeah. stuff. This would be very easy to do. It would be very easy to do if this wasn't some kind of weird conspiracy. All they'd have to do is release some video saying, here's what, you know, this this horse, oh, my God, he's about to keel over and die. Yeah. Uh, I mean, they took 12 of them. Case there should closed. be some good examples of right. uh, abused animals. They choose not to do that. They they hide under the, uh, the cover of darkness. Uh, they scurry about like roaches in the dark. And they're getting another taste of the activism again because the activists up here are, are sending text messages to this guy that initiated all this. They are leaving voicemails. They are calling his cell phone. These people are never going to hear the end of this until they make things right, which is very unlikely. I mean, you know what? If they're going to do anything, Mark, they're going to show up. They're going to dump off the 12 horses and they're going to drive away. 
That sounds that's, right. That's if they do anything. So is Brian going to get the twenty the twenty thousand dollar retainer that he paid to a lawyer recently? Is he going to get that money back from the state? Not very likely. Uh, however, there is another path here that may be taken. Sam from the Obscure Truth Network is is possibly going to bring his mentor up here, and they're looking at going after these government goons with some charges, some criminal charges. Whether that will play out or not, we don't know. We'll sure. Certainly... I mean, you know, the the way I see it, it's darn difficult to go after the government people. Maybe there's some. Maybe there's something. That can be done. I yeah. don't know. It's yet to actually occur, but we'll continue updating you here with it as time goes on because, you know, we're right in the midst of all this. And Brian Travis, I consider a very close associate. I, mean, I don't know if he's really a friend. I, it's hard to draw that line. He's definitely one of the my favorite free staters. And I, I've always enjoyed every moment I've spent with the guy. And he seems like a real stand up dude. And he, t- he takes, I've, I haven't seen his horses, but I know he takes great care of his dogs. I've seen them, and they're very healthy. So they seem like it. Yeah. So 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll free line. Haven't really even asked a question about this yet. Does anybody out there think if you're listening to this, do you you think that the government should just be able to walk in to somebody's property and take their home or their their horses in this case or their their animals or their children, take something of theirs and just walk out and not even be able to even comment about it, no, no information whatsoever going out to the media. Does anybody think that someone's animal should be able to be taken on a whim, basically? See, it's, Who I, could I support this? I don't imagine. This is one of those uh, slippery slope issues. I'm sure whomever passed the law originally that said that, you know, what animal abuse is, imagined that people would be treated fairly and that their animals would in fact be being abused and that the government wouldn't abuse its power um, and that there would be some kind of fair trial and, yeah. that, you know, all, like, all the steps of uh, jurisprudence would be followed. But... That's not happening, and it's not happening in a lot of places. In a lot of cases, um, you know, the the, the probably like ninety nine percent. Yeah, the Constitution says that any matter over twenty dollars is supposed to get a jury trial. You try to get a jury trial in something other than a uh, you know, like a, a, a criminal case, and you're never going to get it. Yeah, is he ever going to see the inside of a court? So the government's going to decide whether the government's right or wrong. That's usually how it works, and 99.9% of the time, the government decides, we've done everything by the book, everything's fine. No, what a surprise. You think, we have, you think there's a problem with the way we followed our own rules? Look, that's just your interpretation. Yep. That's right. what they'll say. It, it, it's amazing, their You can read the Constitution to them, and they'll say, well, that's your interpretation. Absolutely. They'll, they'll ignore it. Sometimes they'll say they don't want the Constitution in their court. They have said that. It's the, it's the highest law in the land, and they don't want it in their court. You can ask them if they've sworn an oath to it. They won't answer the questions. You know, when you read the Second Amendment, it says uh, the right to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. I've got an issue with that coming up. All right, more coming up here. Yeah, we'll talk about what happened to you down in Florida in a bit here. Your calls as well about whatever you want. This is the Live Saturday edition of Free Talk Live. We Drop Dead Gorgeous, the debut horror novel by liberty-loving Irish author Wayne Simmons. Meet horror's new bad girls and the chilling Paige Turner, hailed by David Moody, author of Haters, as completely brilliant. Drop Dead Gorgeous is available from Amazon.FreeTalkLive.com and all other major online retailers. Go to DropDeadDoll.com now for more details. Live free, then die. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up whatever you want. Just dial toll-free 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. 
And Mark. Join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features are free, so enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com is the site, and those features include the bulletin board system with over 400,000 posts. There's a lot to talk about from serious issues to fun stuff. You'll find it all free at bbs.freetalklive.com. The Institute for Humane Studies is offering 12 different seminars this summer. In locations across the country, participation is free, and the IHS covers meals and housing. Seminars are for those simply curious about libertarian philosophy to those passionate about liberty, even those who want career advice, networking opportunities, and lectures relevant to each career path. Go to libertarianseminars.com and register today. March, uh, excuse me, <laughs> deadline is March the 31st. That's libertarianseminars.com. As we continue here, it is your show. You can bring up whatever's on your mind. Plus, coming up, we'll talk about what Mark did down in Florida and how that went for him. First, we go to Richard listening in Austin. Richard, what's on your mind tonight? You're on Free Talk Live. Well, thank you for taking my call there, Mark and Ian. I just got one of my most heartfelt questions. Why aren't the preachers, ministers, you know that ilk, they say they're the chosen ones. They say they're there to lead the people, to protect the people's rights, across, but they're never there. That 25 that was there to support that man, just think if that was 25 of the chosen people of God, imagine how big the following would have been and the effort would have been. This is a message to all the ministers and preachers and, and fathers and priests out there. Get on your job and start rising to the occasion like you and, 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 and the caller who had the problem. If, if these people did their job, your job would be a lot easier and you could have a, a life rather than just fighting an evil government all the time. We're letting our churches get off the hook. That's all I'm saying. So, they, so they what you're saying is here, what you're saying is that churches should have an active role in activism as opposed to just preaching. Absolutely, because they're violating the, the government. I'm talking about violating our most precious rights. People can't travel to church and, and, and give their precious ten percent. I mean, our, our preachers are acting like tax collectors because that's all they do. Well, aren't they? Aren't most your palace and pray? And kneel down and beg for mercy. But when it's time for them to get in the field and do with Jesus and all the rest of the great leaders, Mahatma Gandhi, whoever, mm. they never are there. It's always a handful of card, race card sharks like Sharpton and Jesse Jackson and all them, who you know are not sincere anymore. They may have started out that way. Well, but they you know, certainly the, are now. The, uh, the, 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 the authors of the Bible were very clear that, uh, you know, that the, the church would be corrupted um, over time and that, uh, in fact, it, it would be very few of uh, the followers that would in, would be true Christians, and I think that that's really true. Yeah. I think that the, uh, the 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 religion of Christianity has become one of control of people, and it it is well, that, it has, that it applies has to organized religions all around the world, not just Christianity. That, that, that much is true, but Christianity is the one that's pervasive in this country. That's true, and it's become it's it's become a way to control people. It hasn't become a way for people to you know stand against you know this world. It's a way for them to conform to it. You know, in addition right. to all that, uh, these churches that you're talking about, most of them, from what I understand, are registered corporations with the IRS right. as 501c3s, and there's, you know, there's very little that they can actually do within that within those parameters if they want to keep their tax status, right? So that's always the excuse they use. If I can interject, that's the weakest excuse they can. That's that's all the more reason why they should drop that status and stand on the power. God that they claim they worship. Well, that they would actually... To no 501c3. Yeah. That's a ball and chain they're, they're, Absolutely. They're I think so, you make a I great mean, point. That, that is the weakest claim they can make. And every time I pose this question, that's what comes back. And we've got to stop letting them... They need to return those 10% then. <laughs> you know, because, I mean, it's just getting ridiculous. 
all these giant battles that you guys and others are waging, and you guys don't agree on everything, you shouldn't have to, but where are the real leaders of the, in every community? They should be there for every battle. I'm old enough to remember that whenever there was major battles like that, stop the war, uh, abortion, whatever it was, when all these various religions got together, the police would stand down. They would put their billy clubs down more often. And uh, they could easily raise their guns against hippies and people like that because people tend to you know, find weaknesses in their lines. But when all the, re the chosen ones, the religious people got together, Usually, the world community would kind them. You know, they, they're, they're just too comfortable. They're, they're just they, too they comfortable. They really are. Yeah, they and, really are, and they need to be called out on every show. This has gone too far. They're relying on young fellas like you who should be raising families and feeling, you know, like you have a life other than just fighting battles with banksters and everything else. That's what our religious community should be doing. And I'll close on that, fellas. Well, I thank you. Well. I love the passion. I, anybody that calls with passion, I love it. Thank you so much for the call tonight. 800-259-9231 if you want to get your thoughts in there. I mean, I, I haven't set foot inside a church in years myself. I grew up a Presbyterian in Florida, and, you know, I went to church camp and everything and ended up get, asking too many questions, and, I, I, you know, I couldn't possibly call myself a Christian anymore. I moved on to being an atheist. Since then, I've uh, transitioned into be, uh, being a pantheist. But looking back and looking at my days in uh, the Christian religion, I can absolutely see the conformity. I can see exactly what it is you're talking about, Mark, and, and it's sad, and you can tell that he's he's passionate about it, but what do you do? I mean, you can, you can get out there and you can call for it, but these guys are so comfortable. As he said, they're making their 10%. They're not dropping out. I mean, as far as people aren't dropping out of the church, right? They're Right. You know, um, there's in, money rolling in. In Revelations, they talk about the false church that's going to spring up. And I can't say I'm a big fan of the book of Revelations, having studied it over time. But, you know, a lot of people people often look to it as uh, for you know predictions on how the world's going to be. And so now would be the time that Revelations would be would be talking about if you believe it. And, um, you know, the fact is they're talking about a false church that's going to spring up. But nobody believes it's their church. Yeah. <laughs> They've got the right one. Yeah, it's us. No, no, not us. Which is, of course, just sort of the, uh, the one of the sillinesses about organized religion in general is that we're not. I'm not just talking about individual churches. Just the religion as a whole is everybody who's an adherent to that religion believes they have found the one true way, and that every other religion out there, the thousands of other religions, obviously there are some major ones and a whole lot of minor ones, but every other religion out there thinks the same thing for the most part. They all think that they've got it. Their uh, particular doctrine. Is is the accurate one, and everybody else is. Uh, most of them believe something about them going and burning in hell, or in in some sort of torment state. Yeah, afterlife not so good for if you don't believe the way we want you to believe. It, but it's sad. I think that's that that Richard and Austin was making a great point that these people don't have any courage. They wouldn't know what it, what it was like. Think about I mean, just looking at the Jesus story. Think about the courage that he had to have. These people that are running these churches, they don't even come close, right? They, they're not even trying. Nope. Many of them. Now, there are, some ex there are some exceptions. There was that guy down in Florida that was running a church that wanted now, to... It was give legal for the, uh, for the uh, money changers to be in the temple. Jesus drove them out. He did something illegal. My God. Can Wait, you imagine? He didn't lobby Legi the Jesus state government? stood against the moral leaders of his time. Essentially, um, the, the Pharisees and the Sadducees, they were dictating law. People would be stoned based on uh, what these guys 
said and did. But Jesus stood against them, told them, you know, no, he who has the um, is without sin cast the first stone. He stood what? against these guys for thieves and prostitutes and that sort of thing. Did he go and lobby his legislators in order to ask them to change the law? Did that how is that how he approached no, it? No, no. Jesus wouldn't use violence against his neighbor. He wouldn't allow the proxy of, of violence to be used against neighbor. He would only meet violence with violence. Jesus would return violence back? I don't well, think that was the story, right? Didn't he turn the other cheek? The money changers, changers invaded his house, so he drove them out. I see. How did he do that? With a stick, I guess. Okay, it doesn't get that detail, right? One eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. Your preacher talking like that on Sunday. What do you mean? Your preacher won't talk about that. I mean, he, they're just not going to say to meet, uh, you know, the government with force. They're never going to do that. Jesus did. The, the money, money chasers were not even say they're that. operating within it. I'm not even going to say that at this point. I, I mean, that's going to result, as we it's talked about earlier. It's not the time frame for that. Right. I mean, if Brian Travis, who we spoke with earlier this hour, had met the government with force on Monday morning when he they came dead. to steal his horses from him, he'd be dead, his wife would be a widow, and his children wouldn't have a father anymore. So it's not that time, and I hope we never get to that time. I think we can avoid getting to that time. I think we've gotten to the point... In the development of man, where our communications ability is so tremendous in comparison to the past that we can spread the ideas of freedom faster than tyranny can rise and we can turn it all around. And, and sort of the New Hampshire is going to be the, uh, the epicenter of all that if it's not already. 800-259-9231. Florida is where you left to move to New Hampshire, Mark, and you went back there for a few days this week. We'll tell your story here in moments. This is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. You bring up anything, it's the live Saturday edition of the show. 1-800-259-9231 is the SACL CAI toll-free line. And it's Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. The features we give to you, so enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com. And if you like the show and you want to help support Free Talk Live, shop with us at amazon.freetalklive.com. When you enter Amazon through that link, Free Talk Live will get a percentage of your purchase. Doesn't matter. Even if you're buying used items, you need to save a few extra bucks. Amazon sells them used and will still get a cut. When you enter through amazon.freetalklive.com. SACL CAI has a full-orbed approach to account recovery. It's really three companies in one. They do collections, early out billing, and they purchase charged-off receivables. SACL knows that the, best, that the way they treat your customer reflects on you. Their staff is respectful, they record every call, and they have the best equipment money can buy so that your business is handled as efficiently as possible. You can see their banner at freetalklive.com. That's SACL CAI. They collect with respect. 1-800-259-9231. Right into your phone calls. Let's talk ladies first to Linda in Texas. Linda, you're on Free Talk Live. How you doing? Well, just great. What's on your mind tonight? Um, okay. Uh, well, fairly recently, um, I've been noticing a lot of things about the programming, and I'm not uh, I'm not for the digital conversion. I think it's the stupidest idea ever. Uh, if you actually watch the reception from a from an analog and you uh, watch the reception from a DTV, it's way better with analog. You know what I'm do, saying? Do so, you still have you – know, you're talking about the television conversion that was supposed to go down last month. Uh, but they yeah. did give some stations, uh, I guess there was an extension, and yeah. so do you still have analog signals in your area? Um, yeah, and right now uh, uh, at the house I'm living at, we have one analog TV out in the garage, and we have a, a regular cable inside. But I'm, I'm really, I'm kind of weary of even watching television now uh, with all the latest things that have been, that have been happening. What do, what do you mean by me, that, that you're wary of watching TV because of what things? 
Um, well, I just, I just, see, I see things like, uh, I'll be, well, with the Bachelor thing, um, and I've never watched Bachelor in my entire life, and I just thought it was very interesting that I sat down and watched two hours of The Bachelor uh, as a season f- uh, finale, and uh, it's me and 17 million other people who watched it that uh, nobody watched it, well, me and, uh, sorry, <laughs> mm-hmm. me and about uh, 20 or so of my friends had never watched this before, and we all just happened to tune into this, all living in different uh, parts of Houston, and I just think it, it was a little strange, and then... You know, uh, are you suggesting what mind control? I mean, what, what are you getting at? I don't know. I don't know. That's the thing. Uh, I feel like I got duped, to tell you the truth. I feel like, you man, duped. for some reason, I feel like I got duped. <laughs> well, I, I, I would agree that, that one might feel a little dirty after watching The Bachelor. However, <laughs> it was, you know, it was a it was a very motivating, compelling show. I mean, the guy switches uh, fiancés. You saw it, too? I, I did. I, well, I, I saw it the next day. Like, somebody talked about it on the radio, and I went and saw someone on the YouTube, and I'm like, holy crap, this guy deserves to die. Um, but... It's, did you did you have you ever watched The Bachelor before though? I, I went and watched it afterwards, so I saw sort of the news about it. Isn't this the show? Okay. Uh, hold on, I can answer that question. Isn't this the show where a bunch of women vie for yeah. the attention of one man? Yeah, which I personally find very chauvinistic and very you know it, it, for a woman to do it, she's a whore, and for a man to do it, oh, he's king. You know what I'm saying? I what? and I already have fun with the show. That's why I didn't watch it. But and you did I watch it. Very, <laughs> I, but I did that night. That's the thing, and and you know, one of my friends had pointed out that the girls' earrings matched the the the, the background on the on the like where they were talking, and that it matched the wallpaper, and, it and matched, that means you know what. what? <laughs> Well, so hold on a second here. Isn't it possible yeah. you're just a victim of uh, of great advertising, a great advertising campaign, perhaps a word of mouth campaign, perhaps uh, you know some sort of viral internet campaign? I mean, I for one, I didn't notice this at all. It didn't even come into my uh, my radar. But then again, I don't have television, so that might have been a yeah. factor. But if you know, it's possible that people were talking about it at the water cooler or maybe on the radio. I mean, a lot of morning shows talk about pop culture, so it's certainly yeah. possible that The Bachelor was put into your head more often in that particular week than. Uh, than any other time. I don't know if there's anything sinister I mean, going well, on. Well, I mean, mind con- one might make the argument that advertising is t- a low-level mind control. You mean repetition, well, just it, repeating yeah, the same? That's, that's how brainwashing works. It, yeah, well, and yeah. That, that's why we love it when people listen to our show, because they'll, uh, they'll <laughs> hear the same messages over and over again. Yeah, well, I mean, uh, well, there was another point that I'd like to make real quick. Sure. Uh, yes, I was, uh, well, see, my seven-year-old brother was watching it. And <laughs> let me tell you how hilarious this is. Uh, his Wii game was on in the next room, and any other moment in ever, okay, he'd be playing that game. Hmm. He didn't. He sat down and watched the entire Bachelor. And this boy watches TV a lot. So I'm, I was kind of wondering why, you know, and I didn't want to let him watch it, but my mom, she has a whole other rules. Uh, you know what I'm saying? But, and I just thought that was interesting. And, and maybe not even a week before, I was noticing he was watching uh, this movie called Barnyard Animals. And like halfway that through, there's a toast. To, huh? Go ahead. Uh, a toast to the new world order, and this was something that I mean, it had nothing to do with the story, and they just popped it kind of in there, you know. And I was just like, hmm, well, what does that have to do with anything? Why, why, are, why is it in my brother's television? Why is it on? You know, I just think that Linda, you know, a toast to the new world order. Linda, I know a lot of people <laughs> that don't have televisions, and they're still yeah. dumb sheeple. <laughs> 
Okay. Yeah. I mean, there's, yeah. you know, they're still they're still not plugged in. They still do not understand, um, you know, like what's going on with the government. And, uh, you know, I don't think that you, I don't think your television. I might be wrong. I don't think, mm-hmm. however, it's sending messages to people controlling their minds. If no, it is, then one that. then one might make the the assumption that uh, the that the last episode of Mash, which had which had the largest viewing audience ever, that they yeah. had perfected it by what the mid seventies or whenever that was. Well, I mean, okay, I, I do understand your point, but and and I'm not really saying per se a uh, uh, brainwashing. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I'm saying more on the lines of social conditioning. It's trying to you know put things just just putting things out there that it's almost like you can't believe it unless you see it. You know what I'm saying? They show you, they show you, they show you, and by the time they come out and pop up with whatever they're they're planning, well, you're already conditioned to accept it. I I don't disagree with that. Thank you, Linda, for the call tonight. I appreciate okay. hearing from you at eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. Nothing else. It's um you know it's a distraction to get you to do what they want. In the same way that uh, you know when a, when you're taking your kid or your 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 cat or your puppy to get its picture taken, and the guy behind the camera, you know, he squeaks the little squeaky thing in order to get their attention, to get mm-hmm. them to smile and get them to pay. <laughs> you know, <laughs> look at the squeaky thing. Don't don't pay attention to the guy with the, the, behind the, the the curtain. You know that. That much I think is true that we're uh, you know fed nonsense like uh, Britney Spears shaving her head and um, you know all this yeah. this garbage which you know who are they, they're still talking about Angela and Brad I are mean they? how long have these people been I, well, be talking I, about I only it know forever. this because I look at when I go through the grocery store yeah sure sure I see that stuff too and and pop culture is is you know it's always going to be that way there are always going to be people that it's their life's mission to follow other people's life's mission <laughs> and that's what that's what they do they fawn all over what the stars are doing and it's sad but that's that's the world we live in right so we deal with it and we do what we can to live as free as we possibly can and hopefully bring a bunch of people on board and maybe change their minds about these sorts of things over time let's continue with your phone calls and talk to dawn listening to wfla in florida dawn you're on free talk live yes sir hi dawn you're on the air hi um uh we have to debunk this uh global warming in uh, Genesis 8, verse uh, 22. We, we don't really have time for you to read uh, Bible passages here, but uh, hasn't global warming already been debunked? It, uh, here in New Hampshire last uh, year, it was a record snowfall. I mean, the, the, weather's, well, the weather changes you know, over time. It, and, and when the, if, if they can legalize it, it's going to cost people a lot of money. If they, oh, can, yeah. if they can legalize them, it? Legalize if they, it? Some if kind they cut. of tax or something. Yeah, if they if they, if they codify these things in law, that's absolutely warming. true. Oh, sure. Yeah, they're gonna they're gonna. Get re- well, but I can I can assure you that whether or not they codify global warming, they'll be raising taxes any old way. And so yeah. whether they raise them for global warming or they raise them to fight the war in Afghanistan, they'll be raising taxes any way you slice it. That's a guarantee. Oh, okay. it's- now, Don, uh, uh, this isn't Don. What's this? Actually, is Don. Oh, Don. I thought it was Dawn. You said. Um. So, what, what do you think about? Uh, uh, you know, the idea that the government takes more than more than God asks. God asks for a ten percent tithe, and the government gets. Oh, it depends on your tax bracket. Uh, but if you took all three forms of government, state at least fifty percent, uh, local and uh, federal, it's probably fifty or sixty percent of the the money you make. What, does that make the government five times as important as God? I don't know, sir. It's pretty bad. Don't you think that good Christians should, uh, you know, should get their churches together and stand against paying taxes? Revolt, tax revolt. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. We're, 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 our country is really going going down. Well, 
Go make it happen, Don. We're counting on you. Thank you for the call. 800-259-9231. I, I hope they do. I hope somebody takes uh, the advice from our caller earlier and decides to use their church to stand against the tyranny of the state, to stand up against the depredations of uh, man, man's inhumanity to man, instead of, instead of either tacitly supporting it by being a corporation and staying quiet, or out, just out and out supporting it by supporting war, uh, try taking a real strong position and oppose the state. Oppose man controlling other man. Oppose that. Well, all the state is is a monopoly privilege on the use of force and violence. That's correct. Threats of force and violence. So, I mean, would, would Jesus do that? 1-800-259-9231. Hour number two is coming up. You can bring up whatever you want. This is Free Talk Live. Would you like to help others find Free Talk Live? You can help us advertise, market, and promote the show at amp.freetalklive.com. Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier now for $3 a month and get some cool bonuses at amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. We are launching at hour number two of the live Saturday edition. You can bring up whatever you want if you just dial the toll-free number 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us on our website, freetalklive.com is the place to go. So enjoy all of those on us, all those features for free at freetalklive.com. We continue with your phone call. Still have to tell your story at some point here tonight, Mark. You went down to Florida for a few days to beg the governor... For a reprieve, and we'll find out how that went. But first, we go to your phone calls, and we'll talk to, I believe we have Jerry listening in Texas. Jerry, you're on Free Talk Live. Yeah. Jerry, what's on your mind tonight? Hey, I wanted to read three quick things and explain a bit of the difference between civil rights and civil liberties, if I may. Okay, sure. All right, I have a copy of Papers... From number 14, Corpus Juris Secundum, which Sounds is riveting. the Encyclopedia of the Constitution, okay. and on civil rights, quote, structured in legislation, and in this sense, civil rights are distinguished from civil liberties. To go to page 488, it reads, and civil rights as those which have no relation to the establishment, support, or management of the government, and civil rights is defined as enforceable claims structured in legislation are distinguished from civil liberties. In this connection, it may be noted that civil liberties, which are constitutionally protected, are not actually rights but our immunities or restraints on the government. So can you put that in? Pen- can you translate that for me? Yeah, because there's a lot of people, including myself, that have been left in the dirt on this. So, uh... All right. Civil rights come out of the 14th Amendment, and that's where the Civil Rights Acts and et cetera, because when the court first ruled on the 14th Amendment in the slaughterhouse cases, the judges found only four or five rights in the whole amendment for black Americans. So what has happened since is Congress, as they have the power over that amendment, have put out civil rights acts. And hence you have a driver's license 
for civil rights, because in Corpus Juris it explains in the court ruling that there is no right to drive in civil rights. But under civil liberties, you have the Ninth Amendment, which contains the common right to drive. So well, it's the so the Ninth people. Amendment makes it clear that the the powers I think that's the one that where they the, the powers right. that aren't uh, enumerated in the Constitution right. are given to the There's states. Not, the it's people. not just the rights that we enumerate here; that there are all, also other rights, and certainly people will uh, claim the right to travel. Let me let me see if I can kind of recap where it is you're coming from and see if I've understood you correctly. We've had people make these claims before in the past. In fact, your voice sounds kind of familiar. Uh, basically, oh, I was on the show with you, John. Uh, okay. There's no John here. My name's Ian. Mark's in the, the other on the uh, other side of the room. Anyway, uh, so we believe you probably called in before, and so my understanding of what you're saying is that okay, you've got the uh, you know the rights that are outlined, or as you call them, civil liberties in the Constitution or in the Bill of Rights, and then you've got these civil rights, which are much more uh, governmental permissions than anything else that you say were laid out after the Fourteenth Amendment. That's all well and good, uh, but my I guess my question for you is, well, okay, so are you not not traveling with a driver's license. Ah, I signed mine without prejudice, which is a reservation of rights under the Uniform Commercial Code. And I have on the back of my van a little sign that reads, Van User Has Civil Liberties. So I sign without prejudice, reserving those civil liberties in anything I do, because I do not want the contractual means dragging me into their 14th Amendment. And see, in the 14th Amendment, what the Supreme Court has done under due process is they have included the first eight amendments of the Bill of Rights as part of due process, but not the ninth and tenth. I'm not so sure what that why... means, but I th- let's talk more about the, rea- of the reality of this situation. You're driving around with a driver's license that says, without prejudice, over where you signed your name. Now, what has this allowed you to do? Are you going to claim that you've you know, gotten man- managed to get out of tickets, or are you just lucky and you haven't gotten pulled over yet? What's, what's your story, Jerry? Well, the thing is, I do not actually need the driver's license having civil liberties, but I get it right without prejudice because... I don't want to be stopped and hassled because most of the cops have no conception of this, though they are aware there's a difference. And the legislature... I doubt most cops are aware. Wait a second. Before you say that, um, we have cops call in all the time. None of them have ever uh, said that they have any clue as to what uh, people are talking about that write the the incantations on their cars in order to ward off uh, the state. Yeah, cops don't know this stuff, <laughs> dude. Well, <laughs> they don't. You know, I had a mezuzah that was given to me by a Jewish friend. It had some, uh, I, I guess, Yiddish or something written on it. And he nailed it to the door, and it's like a good luck charm. I guess it keeps the sp- evil spirits from coming in. This is kind of reminds me of that. Okay, well, this is the thing. Now, you heard of the states going through and coming up with uh, the protective statements against the federal government for the state and its citizens? You mean recently the uh, the different states uh, coming up with uh, you know Sovereignty affirmations stuff. yeah affirmations the ninth and tenth amendment things like that correct okay so and remember the primary statement in there and I read the one from New Hampshire it states the state or its citizens so that means those with civil liberties who are state citizens vis-a-vis those who are U.S. citizens under the Fourteenth Amendment with civil rights. So getting that understanding of the two definitions of either, and like over 80% of the American people are now in the 14th with civil rights, 
under the control of Congress. This is all very That's interesting, and, you, and what you're saying is that that was all done by default and that there's some way out, and you're going to claim that you have the way, right? The, you know, the truth of how to get out from underneath the system. What is it, Jerry? Oh, he's... You get a sufficient statement. Okay, you're that guy. Attorney. All right, I'll tell you what. Uh, you called a few months ago, and you made that same claim that you get a sufficient statement from an attorney, and you said any attorney can do the uh, sufficient statement. So we talked to one who's a friend of the show, and he says, I have no idea what that guy's talking about. Ah, then tell the attorney he needs to get a very good education on it because I am well-educated in it. Well, why don't you do it for people? Because he's not well, an attorney. I have lawsuits in court currently, and I'm waiting. I have one uh, in the third court of appeals, and if I win that case, we all get civil liberties back. Well, I I'd, just I'd, filed another case. I'd love to see that happen, but in, until the precedent's set, um, we're still sort of in a legal limbo, right? No. The civil liberties are law. Civil rights, they state are law. And I hang on to civil liberties because I want no part of the 14th Amendment organization, unquote. Get Black's Law Dictionary. Read all of the definitions of liberty on the left side in uh, the fourth edition, and then you will read where it talks about the liberty under the 14th Amendment, but of course that liberty is different. And in the ruling it also calls the 14th Amendment, quote, a social organization, unquote, and that's where the democracy... Right, but the problem is they won't let you opt out, right? I mean, they're not going to let you opt out of their little social organization. We can sit there and read definitions to them all day long, and you'll be lucky if they'll let you get through two words of it. They certainly didn't let me say anything about how I didn't consent uh, while I was in their court. I've carried the law with me and shown it to bureaucrats, and they've said... Yeah, that we don't know. Right, no. so all the technicality <laughs> stuff, while it's all very intriguing and very sexy, uh, it doesn't really do anything in reality from what I've seen. And now you're going to claim that you've had luck and you're having a, a court case right now, and if it all turns out okay, then everybody will just win their civil liberties back. And it's quite a claim, Jerry, and I, I hope that you're successful. Uh, what's your website so people can follow your progress? I don't have a website. That's a problem. You know, this is one of the problems with people that uh, that call and make these claims is they never have a website. They don't even have a blog. You can go online and get a free blog anywhere. There are so many free blogging services out there. You don't have any way for people to follow the progress of your case. It's people that have gotten experience. They're a little older. I just read it to you from 14 And now you're going to yell at me. Which is the encyclopedia on the law. Great. I'm just saying, if you want people to be able to follow your case with any sort of coherence, if you want people to be able to understand what it is that you're allegedly going through and the processes you're encountering and in 10 minutes, what you're doing, we just can't get it on the radio. It's got to be very difficult for somebody that's heard it for the first time. We've heard it, a, you know, a hundred times on this show, so we kind of have our minds wrapped around it to some extent. Jerry, you need to figure out how to communicate this more effectively. More coming up if what you're doing is even true. This is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show, and you can bring up whatever you want via the toll-free number, 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free live, live Saturday edition of the show. Ian here with you. And Mark. Join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features are free, including the archive. So if you've missed a moment of the show, click and download. They're right there on the front page of the website for your downloading convenience. Totally free at freetalklive.com. Did you know that over 35% of IT admins admit to snooping through their boss's email? 
Well, shouldn't your business email be secure? PrivacyHarbor.com is an email alternative that's private and confidential, and it's guaranteed. You can go to free account today at PrivacyHarbor.com because normal email is not secure. And you don't have to be in business in order to get one of these, uh, these free accounts over at PrivacyHarbor.com. So we continue with your phone calls about whatever you want. John is on the line in Connecticut. John, you're on Free Talk Live. Hi, I just want to comment on the global warming that I heard just a second ago. I don't really think it's happening because, um, you know, we've been getting so much snow up here that we've never got before. And, I mean, what do you think about it? Well, they, they're able to show trenders that, in fact, the, the globe is about 0.6 degrees Fahrenheit warmer um, these days. And, I, you know, color me unimpressed. Um, and But, you know, the, the, they're able to... Uh, project doom and gloom based on this 0.6 uh, percent this point six degrees and to me that seems a little crazy i mean you know the the earth's going to warm it's going to cool there as some, it has over all the decades right, and eons they, and they farmed on in greenland i mean it's a big sheet of ice now they used to farm in the interior of greenland you can find they, they found uh, you know archaeological evidence that this was so so somehow man you know lived and this was only in the 1400s man was alive then and we managed to you know do things okay even if it is uh warming i I don't know that how they can necessarily link that to uh you know human beings and carbon and all that other stuff i you know i've been watching some uh debates on youtube and um you know one way or the other and here's what kind of leaves me flat on this if in fact man caused global warming exists today shouldn't the people that uh, the proponents of this be able to go to court and say look carbon emissions uh, you know we're we're bringing the the top 100 carbon emitters on trial carbon emissions are raising the temperature on earth and these people we're going to put them on trial and then have a trial and show a jury or a, a panel of judges or whatever, here's the evidence, and they should be able to show conclusively, but this hasn't been done. And I would assume it's because they don't have a case. All they can do is create this religion, this greeny religion that uh, gets the, the lefties on board and sell a bunch of solar panels or whatever. Yeah, I do understand. I mean, the world is warming up a little, but, I mean, it's going to warm up, it's going to cool down, it's going to do whatever it wants. I mean, yeah. I do well, understand that. It's you warmer know, on Mars to... right now, too. Back in the 70s, the environmentalists were predicting an ice age. So, first it's an ice age, then it's global warming, now it's global climate change, and, like, wow, okay, well, there's a possibility that we could be having an effect on the planet, but right. then again... You know, this global climate change is, is really a convenient way of saying, well, the summers are going to be warmer, and the winters are going to be colder... Except when the winters are warmer, and like you know, they get to they get to say whatever is different. Yeah. The fact is, change, whether it's global climate change or any kind of change, is the only constant in the universe on this planet and in your life. The idea that things are going to be static, um, you know, the things are always going to be the same, is this bugbear that people chase around. And it seems to be, you know, t- to me, it seems more so on the left, at least, and from a government standpoint, they believe that somehow the government's going to keep these things from happening. But 99.9% of the species that are extinct were extinct before we were even bipedal. John, any other thoughts tonight? Yeah, well, um, do you think that it'd be better to, you know, make cars more efficient that don't you don't pollute so much, you know, use wind power and all that? 
I think that uh, the marketplace. I think the marketplace will design alternative uh, modes of energy as soon as the government gets the hell out of the way of subsidizing the oil business, and that uh, as soon as they they see that customers are demanding it, obviously customers are demanding it because the hybrid cars are pretty popular, and I imagine that as the Tesla Motors and the other electric car developers begin uh, pushing their product a little bit better and uh, prices come down, those will be more popular too. So all of that's uh, you know that stuff's coming. I don't know if wind power is going to be pushing cars around anytime soon, uh, but certainly. <laughs> alternative modes of, uh, of transportation or powering transportation, they're out there and they're coming, and as long as consumers are demanding it, they'll have it. They don't need a mandate from government to come in and do these things, and I thank you for the call tonight. I like the idea of solar and wind energy because, to me, I'm a frugal guy. I love the idea of getting energy for free. You know, you put a little panel out there, and then it sure. it, it creates energy. You put, a, you put a windmill out there, it creates energy. People want that. Uh, you know, people like me. I know that they managed to. Uh, they've they've created these really low cost windmills that, uh, that for third world countries that'll power small LED lights so that people in Haiti can have light at night. Mm. I mean that's what it's like over there. Their biggest uh, problem is shoes. getting potable water. They don't have <laughs> shoes, teeth, right. you know things <laughs> things that we kind of <laughs> take for granted here in the United States. Actually, they do much better on shoes than uh, because there's a really? lot of uh, there's a lot of donated clothing that goes over there. Gotcha. But, you know, Potable water doesn't get donated and doesn't get brought over there. It's just so expensive to transport. So, you know, these these are the kind of things that these people need. A little LED light so that you can do some things at, in your hut at night. Sweet. Let's continue with your phone calls about whatever you want. Craig is listening to WKBK in Keene, New Hampshire. Craig, you're on Free Talk Live. How you doing, gentlemen? Hey. Great show so far. Thanks. What's on your mind tonight? Well, uh, I'm agreeing with um, everything that was said uh, back to when the caller uh, called in about... Uh, religious activism, and you guys made a couple of statements. I just wanted to touch base on them real quick. Sure. Um, you went ahead and said um, something about what the Scripture and what Jesus did. Uh, remember, the um, the same question was asked about Jesus about taxes. And he said, render under Caesar was it Caesar's? Right. He said, show me a piece of money. Yeah. Those pictures there. Yeah. So uh, one of you had made the comment of that uh, Jesus would have resisted Paying taxes. Wait a second. Do you, do you think that Jesus, you know, perhaps, um, you know, this guy showed he showed a picture of, uh, um, you know, this gold coin with uh, Caesar on it. So that that made that gold coin Caesar's. Well, here's the situation. You remember you you tried to politicalize Jesus as a he never stood against. Remember, the government at the time was Rome. The government at the time was the was people that are Jewish. willing to use violence. But gentlemen, um, gentlemen, wait, 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 wait. wait. Don't get no, no. Wild. Look, you, Herod you, was you, in you. charge. I understand Rome was right. way over in Italy, but right. Herod was their appointee, and the fact is he let and the Saris, was, Pharisees and the Sadducees authority? run that. How did, um, he get his, how did he get his authority? Who? Who did Herod get his authority from? From the point of a sword, man. How the no, hell else do you the, get a from th- the authority? Ro- he was a Roman appointed governor. He was a Jew. And you also <laughs> spoke about how he how he cleared the temple. He didn't clear any political people out of the temple. They he, were religious leaders. He cleared no, no. He cleared people that were allowed by law, money changers, and in the temple. They were not allowed Look, by Christianity, law. I'm sorry, has been used as a religion in order to uh, cull, or in order to uh, cow the masses into obeying. And it is not that. It never was that. No, I, Otherwise, I Jesus wouldn't have been put I, on the cross by the government, man. Me, I completely understand and agree with standing up for what is right. But don't characterize Jesus in something that he was not. 
You tried to characterize them as a political And activist. you haven't been able to back up what I've said. Have you haven't Gentlemen, been able to bash I, w- what I've said? Well, excuse me. You went ahead and told the woman about four callers back not to read some scripture because we didn't have time for that. Would you like me to pull out my Bible? And Absolutely start reading not. It? I'd really rather not. It's just so It's just so dull. It's, I don't know which is worse, reading scripture or excerpts Laws. from law. Laws are worse. But I'll let you come back here in a moment, and you guys can continue your little tissy fit here. 800-259-9231. Because the guy sounds like he's, uh, he's educated. Mark, he knows so. what he's talking about. So we'll let you guys continue and take your calls about whatever you want at 1-800-259-9231. This is Free Talk Live. This program is brought to you by Freekeen.com. Freekeen.com features audio, video, and blogs chronicling the transition to a voluntary society. Freekeen.com also has comments and discussion forums so you can be heard. Freekeen.com. Free Talk Live, it's the live Saturday edition of the program, and you can bring up anything if you dial toll-free 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. Join us online at freetalklive.com. Features, we give to you. So enjoy those on us, including the wiki with over 1,800 pages created by listeners just like you. Just head over to wiki.freetalklive.com and get interactive. It's like the listener editable version of our website. Wiki is W-I-K-I wiki.freetalklive.com Ever wanted to get rid of that, uh, you know, the kids stuff that you got at the house that doesn't fit your kids anymore and the toys that they don't play with? You can clean out unwanted or unused kids items from your home, save money by grabbing donated items on the site. You can take advantage of the coupons and freebies and it's easy to use. Go to 2 smallforme.com that's the numeral 2 and the numeral 4 twosmallforme.com and uh, check it out they've got uh, all kinds of stuff my wife put something on there too we continue with your phone calls going to Matt in Illinois on the amp line hello Matt hi guys hey what's on your mind tonight um i have a question for mark okay um mark did yes. you get to meet jeb bush <laughs> no, I did not. I did, however, oh. uh, stand in the same room, uh, you know, several, maybe 50 feet away from Charlie Crist, the now governor of Florida. Oh, I, I did. I thought Jeb Bush was still the, the governor of Florida. No, so no, so we, you did get to got, meet the actual governor, huh? What's that? You, you did get to meet the actual governor. I didn't shake his hand or started. anything. Yes, he wouldn't have bothered shaking your hand, Mark. No. <laughs> oh, I'm impressed. So, well, I wanted to know what happened. I was I was very curious. Um, many well, of us have been very curious. You know, I I, I guess it wouldn't be a much of a surprise to uh, to people to hear that I did not get uh, my pardoned or or my uh, rights restored in any way uh, by going to the governor. I uh, I as you know, many longtime listeners know, I am a convicted felon. I was convicted of uh, second degree murder in. Uh, 1988. I was released in 1998 uh, by a ruling from the Florida Supreme Court. And, um, you know, I, it's been now more than 10 years and I uh, went and, you know, that's that's the time frame. I went and petitioned for, uh, you know, to be able to get my rights back. I, I petitioned for everything. I figured, why not ask for the pardon? Um, they can always reduce it to, uh, you know, allowing me to vote and um there's you know lots of good reasons why i'd like to be able to have that i'd like to be able to carry a gun and protect my or not carry a gun but own a gun and protect my family you um, have a, a son a very young son mm-hmm. and a wife and they accompanied and I, you and i yes they did um you know my my wife and son were there and you know i you know, I've I've gone and I've done uh, the Operation Turnaround for kids. I've talked to hundreds of kids, hoping to uh, keep them out of uh, the same mistakes that I've made. Uh, you know, I talking to at-risk kids, basically. At, yeah. 
Um, I've, uh, convict. What's that? As a convict, talking to yeah. kids. And I've, I, you know, I've proved, I've done everything that anyone could have ever possibly imagined. Yeah. I have a very successful radio show. Um, you know, I, things are going fine. Um, and you know what? There isn't a trail of bodies, uh, you know, behind me. <laughs> um, I, you know, uh, they, they, I would never went to trial. They never, you know, showed that I killed anybody. They just, you don't have to kill anybody to get a murder charge in most states. All you have to do is be there. And, you know, I was uncooperative with the police. I'll admit it. I was 17 years old. I was scared, and I did not cooperate with the police because I didn't trust them. Who could blame you? So, you know, there you go. If I would have cooperated, I wouldn't have gotten that, and it wouldn't, you know, it wouldn't be an issue at all. Maybe. So the only the only word that uh, Charlie Chris said to me after I gave, you know, I gave my my speech, and my wife did, um, you know. You were working on that speech too. Before yeah, you I left. worked on it for quite some time. Yeah. Went over the went over quite a few issues. I'd like to be able to travel. If I go to Canada, they throw me in jail. I didn't know that until I crossed the border and ended up in jail in Canada. Wow. What other countries if I, am I going to travel to that this is going to happen? Um, you know, I can't vote in the state of Florida. It, and you know, basically, he he could have just given me back the right to vote if he had so chosen, if he had some courage and had some vision in this and. You know, essentially, what's he got to gain? Yeah, what's in it for him to help yeah, you what's out? What's in it for him? Uh, well, I mean, nothing. He so, might look like he's soft on crime, in fact, if he does that. He is, after all, known as Chain Gang Charlie. Is that right? Yeah, that's his, uh, um, you know, his nickname. How do you get that? But because he's, you know, he he got where he was by being, you know, tough on crime. I see. But part of the part of the idea of being tough on crime is allowing a person who's paid their uh, dues in order, you know, to re-enter society. Apparently not. Well, that's what's the point in that? I mean, really, what has he successfully done? Kept a gun out of my hand? If I wanted a gun, I'd You'd go get one, one right sure. now. I know about 10 people that'd be happy to give you one. Right. So if I want a gun, I could have it. It would just be illegal for me to have it. Big, fat, hairy deal. We've got laws for people that use guns in crimes. If you outlaw convicts having guns, then only the outlaw ex-convicts will have guns. Yeah. Sorry. If a man is uh, safe enough to be released to the street, he should be he should be considered safe enough to own a gun. If he uses that gun in the commission of a felony, throw the book at him. So you've done all that. You've done all this work. It sounds like you've done a lot of hard work. I waited four years for this. To to try to get some kind of of um, recognition for for the the goodness uh, or the, the, the fact that you've learned your lesson. You've now become a good decent part of our society and you end up with jack yep nothing and and and, and then and then you know they say well mr chris is going what's in it for him well what's in it for any other hardened criminal if somebody like you who has done all this stuff right can't get his pardon right you know why bother being a good guy here right? it is mr right. you know exactly. here it is right. this if is I'm the example. Be a criminal if 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 i'm not going to be rewarded for for doing the right thing, then why the heck should I ever do the right thing? There's a half a million people, and a great deal of them in Florida right now, listening to this show, and some of them are ex-cons, and they're saying to themselves, well, here's a guy who was out 10 years, you know, I, I heard I could get my rights back after 10 years. Actually, Florida's uh, now making it easier for people who were basically... You know, everything but first degree and life uh, felonies um, to get their rights back. But for some reason, I'm too dangerous to vote. Charlie Crist had the opportunity two days ago to give me the right to vote in the state of Florida, and he chose not to do that. He thinks I'm too dangerous to cast a ballot. <laughs> but I'm doing it here in New Hampshire. There's two states in the union that don't do this. I mean, wh- this is a sp- 
this is a spineless act. I'm sorry. He's this a politician. Is, of course he's spineless. And, and well, he's a, he, not only is he just a politician, he's a politician that's been considered for vice president, likely to run for president. This is, you know, this is the kind of spinelessness you get out of the, 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 meteor, the mediocre, uh, you know, guys that'll go for this position. He, he sounds very cold, like a very cold, heartless, uncaring person. And not the kind of person I'd care to be around. Yeah, you don't generally get up to those levels in government by being a warm-hearted, loving person. Thanks, Matt, for the call. Glad you gave us the opportunity to get to that because the phones, they are busy. So there you have it. Mark uh, went down to Florida and was denied his uh, petition, uh, his supplication to uh, his begging uh, was denied. And when people beg for things, it's very unlikely that you're going to get much of anything. There is, you know, there is the chance that uh, that you can get a little something out of begging, but nothing significant. In my opinion, so, nothing significant has ever been gained, whether it's uh, you know on an individual basis or a group of people doing something. Nothing significant has ever been gained by begging. Some people got their uh, rights restored, and some people got pardons um, that day. Mm-hmm. However, was he flipping know. a coin? You know, I. I, I would assume it was people of lesser charges. That was the reason that I was refused, was because of the severity of the charge, um, which, of course, doesn't take into account that I didn't, didn't do, do it. it. Yeah. Or, I, mean, you know, I don't want to say I didn't do it. I, I did not commit a murder, even though I was charged with murder. I happened to be there. You know, that, While that, it was committed. That doesn't, yeah. right, that, that doesn't, and the guy who did it has been murdered. He's, like, he's <laughs> yeah. out of there. The, I'm the only guy alive that was in that hotel room. Quick, quick question. Did the victim's family show up and petition against you? No. So you didn't even have that going against you, and he still went against you. Nope. Now there was there was some confidential information included, so I don't know. You know, I I, I mean, it must be the Bilderbergers, right? <laughs> what? <laughs> so they had something they couldn't reveal to you. There that was, was something factoring secret. In? I, I guess. I mean, that's you know, in the the paperwork. Maybe it was the feds actually. The feds that they know that you host a radio show and that you're dangerous enough, and the last thing they need is for you to be able to vote. <laughs> but I can vote in 48 states. Yeah, it's crazy. In, right. in Oklahoma, you can vote while in prison, or at least you could a decade ago. I don't know if that's still the case. And uh, and you're you're even considering some other options as far as the uh, the right to bear arms thing is concerned. Whether you'll follow those options, we'll find out in the future. 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can bring up anything. Shouldn't felons have the ability to defend themselves and their families after they get out of jail? This is Free Talk Live. It's your show, the live Saturday edition, 800-259-9231 is the toll-free number to bring up whatever you want. That is the point of the program. You dial in at 1-800-259-9231. That number brought to you by our friends at SACL CAI. Uh, but also, uh, want to give you something here tonight because we don't do giveaways very often on this show. We've got a special advertiser that comes on board with us once a year. They do a great little run of advertising, and so we do them a favor and give away some of these tickets here. Do you a favor as well and save you a lot of money on these tickets. Uh, it's the 57th running of America's legendary sports car classic. It's happening Saturday the 21st at Sebring International Raceway. So that's coming up this Coming up weekend, the Mobile One 12 Hours... It starts of, on Wednesday, but it, you know the, the big race is on Saturday. Right. The Mobile One 12 Hours of Sebring, presented by Fresh from Florida, features the fastest, ra- fastest race cars in the world. Gates open Wednesday, March 18th, for four days of action, culminating with a big 12-hour classic on Saturday the 21st. For ticket information, if you want to pay for your tickets, you can go to SebringRaceway.com. However, if you'd like to win the tickets, if you are in Florida, if you have a Florida address... 
What do you want people to do, Mark? Send send me an email at mark, M-A-R-K, at freetalklive.com. You must have a Florida address. You know, this isn't for people uh, around the nation. This isn't for recorded listeners because we are the number one podcast, uh, political podcast in the world. As a matter of fact, podcast in the world if you look at uh, podcastalley.com. So you have to be listening live in order to and you have to live in Florida. And they should email you at mark at freetalklive.com, and they should email their address their to ad- you. Name and address. Name and address. Yeah. Something that I can mail something to. And you're going to mail the two of these tickets to them quickly on Monday, right? Because they've the got to get these by yeah, the weekend. Well, I'm going to yes, get them in the mail as, as quickly as possible. The first five uh, people to uh, get me an email at my email address you know, will get them. So mail your address and name to mark at freetalklive.com if you want the 12 Hours of Sebring tickets. Two got a pair, right? Mm-hmm. You're going to give a pair away to That's the correct. winner. Okay, and five winners. So get on it right now. All right, we continue with your phone calls. Ladies, first, let's talk to Cameron in Oregon. You're on Free Talk Live. Cameron. Oh, hello. Hey, you're on the air. What's on your mind tonight? Um, well, I was hoping that you could encourage your listeners who can't move to the free state to try to do more positive things in their own neighborhood. Like what? Like what? Um, well, there's all kinds of things that you can do. For example, say somebody is being foreclosed on their house, mm-hmm. you could get together and try to stop that and stay in your home, or you can do something very Now, why would like- somebody, I, I'm sorry, but why would I want to go and get behind somebody who hasn't been paying their bills? Well, well, think about it this way. Um, hmm. Well, I don't know. Um, this is just a, a thought, like maybe for some reason you were trying to, but something happened and you couldn't i see you mean like if something tragic happened uh somebody died in the family and or you know some sort of awful thing occurred you broke a leg or whatever happened and you you fell behind in your bill payments that i could understand uh but just yeah. generally helping anybody who's a deadbeat uh, i don't know about that i think they need to learn their no. lessons well i'm not ready I, I i understand learning lessons but i'm not ready to call everybody who doesn't pay their um you know is isn't paying their mortgage that they you know somehow waded into deeply on um, a deadbeat, you know, it's a contract between the bank and the person. And I'll tell you, the big loser are the banks that, that, you know, that gambled on these people that couldn't make their house payments. The people are still going to live somewhere because they're going to go and they're going to get a rental or something like that. So they'll live, but the banks are the big losers, too. Well, I'm, I'm not saying that everybody, like, that you should support everybody's house. I'm saying that if, for yeah. some reason, in your neighborhood... You know somebody who needs help with their house because of something or another. Well, you should try to help your neighbor. I think that's a good idea. I think that's a fine suggestion. Absolutely. Yeah, or you know other things that are kind of you know small, like helping, uh, like say you know there's somebody who doesn't have time to start a garden, and you have some extra time, and you want a garden, you can use their yard and garden. Yeah, they've. I've heard of uh, things like this. There's community gardens out there where, uh, you know, the government will give people land in order to start their gardens and things like that. What's that? (laughs) I think it's stupid to rely on the government for for gardening. But that doesn't mean you still couldn't have a community garden. You could still have it on somebody's private property. Well, the the problem that I found with community gardens is that you have kind of a long wait list in order to get on them. And, in fact, I even moved from my rental Hmm. property into a into a house. Uh, of course, I'm sharing this house and I'm renting it, but uh, I moved into this house specifically so I could start gardening. It's um, nice to have a yard. Bit, 
Huh? It's nice <laughs> to have a yard. Good suggestions. I mean, neighbors helping neighbors, that's the way to go. Obviously, if we had more of that going on, then I think the government would be less likely to victimize people. If if people would get behind one another where they are, then we wouldn't have needed the Free State Project. We wouldn't have needed to get a bunch of activists together all in the same place because people would already be standing up for one another's freedoms. We've got a real uh, problem with that, though, in this country where most Americans just aren't willing to. They take a look at what happens to others and they just shrug their shoulders and even if they are disgusted by it, they'll just say, thank goodness it didn't happen to me. I'll just return to watching my Dancing with the Stars now, or The Bachelor, as the lady was talking about earlier tonight. And, uh, and they just won't pay any attention to it. They, you know, see no evil. Mm-hmm. I think it's, it's kind of terrible. And, and I, I sometimes suspect that the whole um, nuclear family idea was actually just to erode uh, bonds that occur naturally between people that live in close proximity to each other. Cameron. You think that the nu- nuclear family is um, uh, somehow erodes bonds between uh, communities? Um, yes, I think so, because uh, I grew up in a very uh, large extended family household. Uh-huh. And, uh, you know, everybody was always coming over. If somebody needed help, we helped each other. It was so it was wonderful. That's the community you're that- talking about, right? Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, I, I'd like I'd like to disagree, and uh, only partially though. I think that the definitely those bonds of community are being eroded, but I think it's the government that's doing it, and I'll tell you how. If mm-hmm. if you think, um, it, you know, people don't feel the need to get out and help other people because they figure the government's doing it. They'll take care Worst of it. case scenario, yeah. well, the, the, they'll they'll end up on welfare or whatever. So people don't uh, they don't feel the need to do it for others, and therefore others don't feel the need to do it for them. Th- right. Thus, the bonds of community are eroded. Oh, yes, I definitely agree on that. Very good, Cameron. Good to hear from you tonight. Thank you for the call. Let's continue with Lou in Florida listening to WFTL. Hello, Lou. Uh, Lou. Yes, how you guys doing? Just good, super, sir. Lou. What's uh, listen, on your I had a question about uh, yes. the road to Barack Obama. The road led, to Barack yes, Obama. Was, okay. was led through the free market fundamentalists. But before I get to that, very quickly, Ian made a comment where he said he became, he converted to pantheism from atheism. That is correct. Can you explain why? Being that you're such a rational human being, isn't pantheism irrational? <laughs> well, you know, that's a, that's an excellent question, Lou. And the reason I shifted over from atheism to pantheism is because as an atheist, I really believed in myself. I, uh, I was empowered by the idea of believing that, uh, you know, I, that I was, uh, that, that there was no superior being, there was no supreme being. So what being. revelation did you receive? Did you want me to answer your question? <laughs> yeah, go ahead. Okay. So, uh, so anyway, the idea was as an atheist that, that there was no supreme deity over me and that it was all about me and, and uh, creating my own life and all that. And then as time went on, I uh, came across the law of attraction and uh, kind of these uh, the metaphysical no, no, it, elements out there. Was that a revelation? You, you, you received some type of revelation? Received a revelation? Yeah. Uh, well, I came across you, some information. Do you information. think Fatima, uh, Fatima appeared to him? I came across some information that was uh, very intriguing to me, and I looked at my own life, and I looked and saw how it was true in my own life, the idea that a like attracts like, and we don't need to get deep into the, the concepts, uh, metaphysical concepts of, of law of attraction, because we simply just don't have time. I you always mocking religious beliefs. Now, all of a sudden, you're becoming a... Uh a believer in pantheism, which I consider to be very irrational. Well, pantheism, essentially, let's define it here. Pantheism basically says that uh, we're all, if for lack of a better term, God or the universe, all that is, is God, if you want to call it that. And so, essentially, all of us are basically creating God over but isn't time. isn't that irrational? 
isn't that this. irrational. No, in fact, what it is, for me at least, is it's, an, it's much more empowering belief. It basically takes uh, my old beliefs from atheism in that in, that in that I believed in myself and expands it out to basically say that not only do I believe in myself, but I am actually uh, part so actually of God. or creating you God. You yourself to be God. I believe that we are all God, Lou, in fact, even including you. And Mark and everybody else. Yes. No, but I, you know, getting back, no, I, I think you're just, it's a crutch. Your pantheism is a crutch. Just like you consider Christianity to be a crutch for other people, I consider your pantheism you, to be you a mis- crutch. You misunderstand me, Lou. Uh, it's actually organized religion that I have a problem with. I have a lot of Christians that are in my life, and so uh, they're here in New Hampshire pantheism? with me in, the, in New Hampshire as part of the Free State Project, and they're some of the best people I've ever met. It's the ones that are involved in the organized religions that yeah, I think are, are being led astray. Pantheism? I'm sorry? Isn't there a form of organized pantheism? I wouldn't know if there was. Perhaps there is somewhere out there. I don't know. Mark, I mean, you kind of have a uh, Science of the Mind church, uh, the Universalists you go to, right? Uh, well, are they pantheists? The, the Universalists aren't necessarily Science of Mind, but uh, there are... You know, uh, well, I consider, I, I, I'm disappointed because you used to be a supreme rationalist. Now you've descended into irrationalism. Like well, I can tell you, Lou, that my life isn't here to please you, so it really and doesn't matter to Lou, me how you feel. you're by no means the only one. I mean, that, <laughs> yeah. there are some atheists that oh, are screaming yeah. from the treetops. Oh, about the this. atheist listeners, you should hear what they have to say about this. Well, I this. haven't listened in a long time, but I'm going to tell you, I blame Barack Obama on people like you. You blame Barack Obama? Yeah. Okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bring you back, Lou, because it's always fun to talk to you here. We're going to bring you back in hour number three and take your calls as well. If you're on hold, we will get to you. 800 259 9231. Full hour remains. You can call in about whatever you want. This is your show. It's Free Talk Live. With your help, we can spread the message of liberty around the world. Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 a month now at amp.freetalklive.com. If you can't afford it, keep enjoying us for free. If you can spare the three, visit amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. We are launching at hour number three of the live Saturday edition of the program. You can bring up whatever you want via the toll-free number at 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site we give away, so enjoy those on us. Uh, again, freetalklive.com. Those other talk show hosts who want to charge you for their sites, we give it away free at freetalklive.com. We continue with your phone calls, and we go back to Lou in Florida listening to WFTL. Lou, uh, you're back. You were making an allegation yes. right before we went away that yes, it was all my to... fault that Obama got elected. Yes, can I make a point? Every time in American history when the more conservative of the parties takes control and we allow the free market types, the free market fundamentalists, to take over the party. Wait, wait. Who took what? What free market fundamentalists took over what party? Example. Let me give you an example. In the 1890s, when the Republicans, during the Gilded Age, when the Republicans were taken over by the uh, free market types, uh-huh. okay, there was a reaction called populism and progressivism. In the 1920s, when we allowed the you know the Roaring Twenties, when we allowed the free market fundamentalists to take over, there was a reaction, and we got. Franklin Delano Roosevelt. Well, and in the 1990s, when the free market crazies took over, now we have Barack Obama to deal What with world are you living in, Lou? I mean, Listen, where are you, you getting your history, your history from? Listen, Ian, 
you're a nice guy, but you don't know your history. Are you getting, I'm not claiming to be a, his, a historian. I can tell you, though, I've lived through the 90s and the aughts, and the people that took over in the 1990s, the Republicans, were nothing like free market people. They have no allegiance whatsoever to the free market or in any way any principles of non-aggression so or liberty. All this free trade that we have with China... And all this open border stuff that we have with Mexico. Lou? You need to tell me it's Lou? not a result. Hold on a second. Is there free trade with Cuba? That's a different, that's a different thing. Can, can you answer my question? No, there's not. There's no free market, Lou. Oh, it's a very open market. You America and I know has... that is nonsense, Lou. There is no open market when the government sucks off 50% of your income every single year. When the government has trillions upon trillions of dollars worth of regulations that are applying to industries across the country at the state, federal, and local levels, there is nothing like a free market you in this country, have... nor has there been for the longest time. And, Lou, you can't have free trade while, the money, while, you, while you have a fiat currency. You can't have it because the government controls the value. Value of money. As usual, Lou, you've got absolutely nothing. But go ahead, give you another point. No, but I'm saying the claim that I'm making is the the idea that I have is the reaction. The reason a person like Barack Obama was elected is the reaction to this free trade ideology. There is the no American free trade people, ideology. Who would you None. have preferred to see um, see elected, Lou? Who would I've preferred? Um, Tancredo, right? Tancredo, yeah. Yeah, Tancredo is a free, is a free market guy. No, he's not. He doesn't believe in that in, in totally open borders the way you guys. You're do. joking, right, Mark? No, 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 but t- totally no, open joking. borders include well, people coming asking. across them. But You're Tancredo okay. has always been sort of an economic uh, conservative kind of guy who you know wants to see he's free trade among. Social, he's more of a social conservative as opposed to the free market, you know, like the libertarian types. Yeah, he's definitely a social conservative. However, he's uh, you know pretty conservative on economic issues, issues too. Look, this whole burn-up that we had on Wall Street, I blame it on people like you. We had no regulation yeah, in I Wall can, I don't know. I can totally see why people do that, Lou. I get it. I understand why people blame, uh, you know, the Where libertarian the types. regulations when we needed them? What? You guys were against regulation. I, I am absolutely. I'm against, in favor of third-party certification. I'm against, uh, yeah, I'm for third-party um, certification so against regulations. Wait, Lou, wait, 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 let me explain. Before, before you go on the total offensive here, I don't think that you can take a pick, cherry-pick which regulations to take off, and, you know, I don't think that the government can, because the government is there to reward their friends and punish you, their Ian, enemies. So they're going to let the big guys decide which Ian, which um, can, wait, 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 Lou, wait. They're going to decide which regulations to take off so that therefore they only regulate out competition, which is what they did in the Wall yep. in, in, in the, the Wall Street situation. Ian, there was no freer <laughs> market in the world than on Wall Street. Anyone could have entered that market. Actually, you're money. wrong again, Lou. Hong Kong Listen, wins year after year in the Economic Freedom Index. There are a couple do different you, Economic Freedom Indexes out there. Hong Kong and Singapore beat the pants off of the United yeah, States. Yeah, but listen, Ian, do you understand the concept of the credit default swap, how that thing worked? No, I don't. Do you think it was over-regulated or under-regulated? I think any government is I think bad. people told lies. And I think that telling lies uh, in, when somebody loses money is fraud. No, but the instrument, the financial instrument of the credit default swap. Right. Do you think it was overregulated or underregulated? Well, I think that the, it came about because of you know the, the the fact that there were all these regulations in place and they weren't able to trade freely. 
Mark, if you were honest, you would admit that there was not enough regulation on Wall Street. <laughs> no, I do not. I, w- I will not admit that at being honest. What I'm telling you is I believe that uh, the transparency doesn't exist currently because of the laws, because the people no who have the power are the same people who are stealing the money currently. I just don't understand how you can live in this world, Lou, where you can tell yourself lies like there are no regulations. It's a you free market. Me, I mean, what kind of a fantasy are you living in? Ian, you'll need to tell me that Wall Street was overregulated. I don't know anything about Wall Street, Lou. I don't live there. I don't work there. I don't claim to be an expert. But I know that wherever there is any sort of government regulation, I have a problem with it, and I'll oppose it. And I know there is regulation down there. There, There's regulation all over this country. As for Wall Street, I think people should be able to gamble their money in any way they wish, whether that's on dice or cards or people or bankers telling them lies. How does it... uh, What now? It affects the countries. How does whether you win or lose... It only affects the country because... Let me explain this to you. It only affects the country. created collateralized CMOs... I didn't create that. You created that? mortgage obligation. I didn't create that, did you? Look, man, people's 401ks, which are regulated into stocks and these mutual funds, they wouldn't be there if it wasn't for government regulation in the first place. Thanks, Lou. People would be putting their money in real stuff, like... Gold and silver and, and commodities that they could touch. I think Lou believes, and thank you for the call, Lou. I think Lou believes, uh, you know, in the old Goebbels propaganda method. You know, if you just keep repeating the same lie over and over again, well, people will start to believe it. He's sort oh, of right. Yeah. It was a, a free market in well, America, no he's, regulations. He's kind of right that How? when you deregulate. As opposed to getting rid of all the regulations, because I don't think there should be any regulations, because the government is just, you know, it's just setting up rules that benefit the rich guys over the poor guys. That's, That's what typically what deregulation are. does. Well, is, right, deregulation is just cherry picking off which regulations they want to get, yeah. you know, that the big guys want to get rid of. And then to call that a, and, to call and to call that, that a free market is right. wrong. Yeah, that's no, so that's loose. just that's just a market that's set up by rich people for rich people. And look, my God, the rich people, <laughs> the rich people stayed rich. The poor people are having to give them money in order right. to uh, keep them in business. They're too big to fail. And now the Democrats are going to help their rich buddies, just like the Republicans help their rich buddies. It's yeah. always the same. See, that's the lie the Democrats tell. The Republicans lie about believing in free markets. Mm-hmm. The Democrats lie about being there for the little guy. Great point. Let's continue with your calls. Talk to Bruce, listening to WFLA in Florida. Bruce, you're on Free Talk Live. Bruce, you're on yes. the air. Got to turn that radio down back there, or that party down, whichever one that is. There we go. All right, Bruce, what's uh, on your mind I'd tonight? I'd like to talk about uh, the global warming. You mentioned uh, that it doesn't really warm up. You haven't seen convincing evidence. Well, you know how your house has windows and you can let the breeze go through it if you open them up and everything airs out? Yeah. Yeah. Feels nice. Well, un- unfortunately, you can't do that with Earth. And when you take fossil fuel out of the ground and you ignite it and explode it times two trillion cylinders nonstop every day, Naturally, you're going to going to warm up the planet. Why is that so natural? We, I mean, that's so, a non sequitur. Oh. You, I, I do understand that there's a lot of stuff being combusted, and when you burn things, like there would be these huge forest fires. If man was, didn't exist, there'd be huge forest fires sweeping aclo- across the globe, releasing carbon into the air. So, what's the difference in man, um, you know, bu- combusting petroleum, uh, you know, products as opposed to these uh, huge sweeping forest fires? The heat caused by petroleum products is ten times more impacting than the, all the forest fires on the planet. Yeah, but there's one. not nearly as many cars as there are trees. 
Let's no, face facts, folks. We Let's can sit facts. here and 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 uh, and we're going to let you come back and talk about this a little bit more because you didn't have much time. But but instead of uh, debating over what's causing what and you know how many explosions is equivalent to a forest fire, instead of debating over that, I'd like to know what he wants to do about it. Let's say that it's true. Let's say that mankind is increasing the temperature of the earth through its use of the combustion engine what's your conclusion bruce what would your solution be to that perceived problem 1-800-259-9231 so we'll presume for the sake of the argument that bruce is correct and that the uh, the globe is warming okay now what it's free talk live This is Free Talk Live. It's your show, and you can bring up whatever you want if you dial toll-free at 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line, and if you enjoy this program and you want to help support Free Talk Live, learn how to promote the show over at promote.freetalklive.com. Great ways to get the show into more ears around the world, most of them completely free or very low cost. Head over to promote.freetalklive.com. The Institute for Humane Studies is offering 12 different seminars this summer in locations across the country. Not only is participation free, but IHS also even is covering your meals and your housing. Seminars are for those who are simply curious about libertarian philosophy to those who are passionate about liberty. Even those who want career advice, networking opportunities, and lectures relevant to each career path. Go to libertarianseminars.com and get registered today. The deadline for registration for the summer's sessions are March 31st. That's libertarianseminars.com we continue with your phone calls bruce in florida listening to wfla now bruce you were talking about global warming you were it sounded to me like you were making the case for global warming and so i said instead of you guys arguing over how many explosions is equivalent to a forest fire let's talk about what you see as the solution i mean if you believe the the uh, the globe is being warmed by the combustion engine and other human efforts what do you see as the solution bruce Bruce? Hello? Hey, Bruce, did you hear my question? What was the question? The question is, what do you see as a solution? If you, if you are saying that global warming is a reality, what is Bruce's solution? Well, I will give you my solution, but first let me uh, introduce my reasoning. You know, Rockefeller, the people who owned Standard Oil originally, uh, he was recently uh, exposed by one of his buddies who was a filmmaker. We eventually split up with him because he was talking about too much stuff and he didn't like what he heard. Rockefeller was bragging about how we're going to go into Kuwait and go into Iran and go into Iraq, how the trade towers are going to be a, a, a conduit to a war. And the guy says, well, what about all these people that are going to die and, and, and get killed and everything? And Rockefeller says, what do you care about these people? Just worry about yourself and your family. Well, first of all, we've got we to counter this man who's literally in charge of our country, Rockefeller. And we can only counter him with a media elite celebrity such as the author of LennonMurderTruth.com. <laughs> that is awesome. You, I think, are the best crank caller we have on this show. <laughs> but I'm not a crank. It's fine. Oh, but it's yes, it's, it seems like a crank, and it's really it's 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 the most effective crank, crank I've heard in a long time. Plug yes. your site. Go ahead. Yeah, you you win that one. Go ahead. LennonMurderTruth.com. All right. Thanks for the call. Well, well you got to tell people what it is. Well, it's, he believes that uh, John, John Lennon, Lennon was murdered by uh, by Stephen King. You d- you didn't know that? At at the, at the behest of Ronald Reagan and uh, uh, Richard Nixon, and the way he figured it out was by going through the Time uh, magazine, Time magazine, it? and looking at the uh, the headlines and uh, pull, pulling the words out and kind of playing Scrabble <laughs> with them. He says he's not a crank caller, but that's the definition of a great crank. In my opinion, you call as someone who you are not, and you get the host to believe your position. Yep. So we continue. 
And we will talk to, uh, let's see, who's next? Is it Will? No, Will's gone. Let's try instead Bill in Kentucky. Bill, you're on Free Talk Live. How's it going, guys? Hey, Bill, what's on your mind? Well, I want to I want to preface this point by saying that it's a personal position. It's not that I would advocate using force to change this in any way, but I still think it's a human tragedy in the medical field. Um, basic economics teaches us that there is buyer demand and also seller demand. Mm-hmm. Um, to simplify that quickly, in the medical field, um, whether there was regulation like there is now or there was lack of regulation, uh, you know, and you get this argument a lot with doctors. Well, the reason these fees are so high, the reason the you know the surgical procedures are so high, is because you know insurance, liabilities. You know, I could be sued. I've got a secretary. I've got overhead, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But when it all comes down to it, that doctor is still driving around in a brand new Cadillac and living in a house, you know, bigger, you know, than Walmart. So, uh, you know, especially in the specialized field. So. Uh, you know, you would argue that in medical uh, technology, you have what is called an oligarchy, oligarchy, oligopoly um, in economics, which is a small number of entrepreneurs control the market. And I'd say there's no doubt a, about that. Yep. There is an excess amount of uh, buyer demand for their product. You know, if I walk into a doctor's office, which I have recently, and said. You know, okay, I need this surgery to live a more comfortable life. And he says, well, that's going to be $40,000. <laughs> I say, well, which I could say this, you know, uh, well, I don't have $30,000. i will give you 5000 He's going to laugh me out of his office because right. he's got 12 more people behind me that, you know, will possibly have the money to pay him so he can continue to drive his Cadillac and live in his 4,000-square-foot house. So to me, it's a tragedy, and I, said, I wouldn't advocate – force to change it. Well, of course not. Force would never change that situation. It's force that's gotten us into that situation and the force... Well, to an extent. But at the same time, there is no regulation that says a doctor has to charge me uh, $300, which which was the case, $300 $300 just to sit and talk, you know, give counsel on... Right, on but there is a regulation that says that people can't get into the marketplace and compete with that doctor without jumping through all the hoops that the union in place, which we'll call the, the, AMA. the AMA, the union in place says is required. I mean, there's all kinds of health practitioners out there that could, you know, provide you with the services, that, but they can't do it legally. There's, uh, you know, the, these um, uh, nurse practitioners. There's likely... There some nurses that could do it. And I'm, yeah. and I'm not discounting those guys, and I'm not discounting the guy on the street that could say, hey, I think I'll open up a, you know, a, a surgery business. But I am, I am attacking personally uh, the, the specialized fields or the individuals. You know, or, you know for example, you know, let's say uh, surgeons. This guy could say, you know what? Um, I feel like a jerk for taking advantage of people because I'm driving around in a car, you know, costing more than most people's houses. You know what? Before you go on, I hope there's a doctor listening who can call in and respond to this because one of the other factors that you're looking at here, you're saying these guys are jerks because they're driving fancy cars and and they're out playing golf on the weekends. And I would say that if they're helping people feel better, then they deserve to be enjoying a nice life. And what I'd also like to point out is that in order to become a doctor, and you touched on this earlier, the costs are pretty tremendous. I mean, there is a lot of school 
tool that's involved. There is uh, the, the, the cost involved in opening up your own office and oh, jumping absolutely. through whatever regulatory Insurance. hoops, whatever the regulatory hoops exist, the insurance and malpractice, all of that, those costs have to be recouped. And then there's also the paperwork costs. I mean, these guys have to hire staff members that oh, yeah. just fill out paperwork. So the overhead's pretty tremendous as it is. And so you have to be able to make your money back on uh, on the business that you're doing, which is one of the reasons why the costs are so expensive. And then you factor in the point that you also made, that there's very little competition. And that's because of what Mark was talking about, because the marketplace is intentionally restricted by the union and by the, their budget in government to prevent people from coming in from the outside with maybe a little bit less training, maybe with a nurse-level training, but who can still handle the problems. So all of your analysis is is pretty much spot on, and you're right, you can't fix the problem with force, but you can't blame the guys who are in the marketplace for doing what they're doing. Many of those guys are doing the best job they possibly can, and even though they're charging a lot of money, they still aren't necessarily raking in uh, a serious amount of dough. But at the same time, um, even and I'm just projecting here off the guess. But even if if the market was propelled a thousand percent on what it is now in, in that particular uh, medical field, they would still have enough uh, more well-to-do uh, consumers who would who would require their services. But the little guy who still can't afford it out of pocket. Or at I, all. I think you're wrong about that, and we'll look into that. What about the poor people in the free market? I thank you for the call. More on the way. It's Free Talk Live. We'll hit that coming up. One of the bonuses you'll get as a Free Talk Live amplifier is access to our classic archives. For just $3 a month, you can become an amplifier, and you'll help us get on more radio stations and MP3 players. Get the details at amp.freetalklive.com. That's amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up whatever's on your mind. Just dial toll-free 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. And it's Ian here with you. And Mark. You can join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features we give to you free, so enjoy those on us. Again, that's freetalklive.com. Com, features including the updates. You get on the list, we'll keep you in the loop whenever there's something you need to know about Free Talk Live. Just go to updates.freetalklive.com, get on that list for free. That's updates.freetalklive.com. And don't forget to visit our friends at SACL CAI. If you've got accounts receivable you need taken care of, they do that and so much more. Uh, they collect with respect over at SACL. You can see their banner at the top of our website at freetalklive.com. That's SACL CAI. As we continue here, uh, we'll get back right back to the calls in a short moment, but I just wanted to comment a little bit more on what Bill was talking about there in Kentucky, pointing out some really great points that the lack of competition in the medical field uh, really goes a long way to the higher prices that we see, the insanely high prices in many cases of medical services. And of course, we also pointed out that one of the reasons those prices are so high is because of government regulations, because of all the paperwork requirements, because of the restricted access for people to actually become doctors and the restrictions that are that are placed on the other medical providers out there like nurses they they just can't they're not legally allowed to compete with doctors and so therefore prices are not driven down there's just not enough competition uh, to drive prices down and as far as the innovation side is concerned the fda gets in the way i don't think we touched on this but the fda gets in the way of developing these new technologies and it makes it take decades whereas it might normally take much less time it makes it cost a whole lot more money than it would otherwise cost. And so, again, all of these costs have to be recouped. So no wonder medical care is so expensive. 
And, you know, his concern was, yes, yes, of course, but doctors will always say that it costs a bunch of money, and the rich people will always get better care than poor people, and the, the good, good, good care will always be out of reach for poor people. And I'd like to, to make an example. Um, there was a time in this nation when only rich people could have television sets, and then the price came down. Now, the rich people still had yes. better television sets than the middle-class people. But then prices continued to come down. Now, mm-hmm. the rich still had better television sets than the middle class people and the lower class people. They still do. Yep. But those people had, you know, television sets. They may have had a 17-inch black and white, but right. they had them. And they had rabbit ears with tinfoil on them, but they had them. And then, you know, the rich people had better television sets, and they got cable. And then the middle class people got cable. And then the lower class pe- people. Now, I dare you, I double dog dare you to find a person who doesn't have two colored televisions in their house. Tell me they're poor. That you get first, they've got to be poor, and they have to have two, less than two color televisions in their house. Yeah, good luck finding. You know, that. they've got cable. The, the fact is, poor people can afford cable. I'm not saying they're not poor. I'm just saying that they can afford cable. They can afford televisions. It's trickled down. And yes, in medical care, rich people are going to get the best medical care. Currently, only the 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 heads and bodies of rich people are being cryogenically frozen. I don't know whether or not this is better, better medical care or some kind of crack pottery, but I do know only rich people are getting it. And but there will be a time, you know, come a time either we can extend life out for, you know, some period of time where you don't need to cryogenically freeze people or middle class people can get their heads cryogenically frozen. Yeah. And then poor people, everybody's going to have their head cryogenically <laughs> frozen in the United States. That's the and, way the market works. And, you know, it's, early it, adopters it's, pay a lot. And it's free markets yeah. that allow this to happen. You can look at the restrictive markets in third world countries and you see that the tin pot dictators, they've got their hands in everything. Well, now our tin pot dictators want their hands in everything more and more you know it was free enterprise that built this country and yes. we need to keep it that way i think you're absolutely right on and just now, imagine i mean just imagine to use your television example just imagine what would have happened if the fcc had gotten more involved in the actual creation the technology uh, technological side of, of television and if they'd stepped in there when color was first coming out and they say whoa whoa We've got the poor people out here now. We've got to be concerned about whether or not they're going to be able to watch these brand-fangled, new spanking color television sets here. And so we're going to create a new program that's going to be, uh, be universal uh, color televisions for all. And uh, it's right. going to cost trillions and upon trillions of dollars. Of course, we're going to run out of the voucher coupons right off the, right. Right off the bat. But, <laughs> the if you wait in line, but if you wait in line for long enough and you fill out the right paperwork, we will get you a color television set. And then, you know, all these restrictions come placed on the, t- the color television industry. They're not allowed to innovate without jumping through, you know, a 20-year process. Whoa, whoa, you can't be upgrading the sharpness on that television set. You can't be upgrading the resolution. We need to, to do testing. We need 20 years of testing to make sure this isn't going to hurt the, right. uh, the eyes of Americans out there. There could be some damage that's going on. So we're going to test. It's going to cost a billion dollars, and we want to make sure these television sets are safe. I know it sounds ludicrous. It sounds absurd. But that's what's going on in the medical medical industry. The medical industry has been at a virtual standstill because of the government... Right. Uh, the FDA in- is put there to save people. It, in fact, kills them because... They die while they wait. They're dying while they wait. You, you know, you could look at the AIDS drugs out there. The fact is, the AIDS patients were hiring people to make black market AIDS drugs in order to be able to get them because the FDA held yeah. them back, even though they fast-tracked the AIDS drug, because 
the FDA kills more people than it saves. I know, I know that some snake oil salesman out there is going to sell some be- somebody bottled water instead of uh, you know the cure for cancer. I know it's true. As a matter of fact, there's probably somebody out there that would sell them rat poison instead of can- the cure for cancer. However. That person would be guilty of a crime, and that person should have to restitute the person he yeah. hurt. Well, the snake oil salesmen are out there today. They're out there right, right now doing business. So the FDA doesn't prevent them. It just prevents the legitimate, uh, the, the legitimate treatments from coming to the marketplace. So the, the health care issue is so in-depth and so, uh, so deep, we just don't have time to get into all the different aspects. But hopefully we've touched on a number of them there and have pointed out how if health care could be more free, like the computer industry or television or, or uh, you know, cereal. I mean, anything is, is more free than health care. If you just set that market into a more free way, then prices will come down. And, of course, charity can still help out those people on the bottom end that just can't afford it. In the same way that you can get televisions or hamburgers that are of different uh, value, you can get a McDonald's value burger, or you can go to Ruth's Chris and you can have yourself a, you know, $50 hamburger or steak burger or something like that. I don't know if Ruth's Chris actually actually sell steak burgers, but you know what I'm saying. I know the Chalet Suzanne in, uh, in, in Polk County, Florida, will sell you a $30 hamburger. Or was it 19? It, 19? Between a 20 and a $30 hamburger. And there will never be the day, thank goodness, when all hamburgers will be the same and everyone will pay the exact same price for hamburgers. I don't want to see that day. I like being able to right, treat myself to the $50 hamburger once a year or right, something Right, and everybody like that. gets the same value, you know, has to pay this, you know, they pay the same, they, every, they all get the same type of hamburger, everybody gets the same mediocre, crappy hamburger. That, you know, that's, that's not the way it's supposed to be. Let's talk to Enemy of the State in Michigan. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Enemy of the State, going I, once. Hey, you're I on the air. Got me? Yep, you're on. Go. Okay, thanks. I, uh, I was listening to the whole uh, horse dealing tragedy there yeah and and i also read the comments in the uh, in the paper there by mr travis and and he said that you know it's a legit, legitimate function of the government to take people's animals if they're abusing them and i kind of wanted to call and and uh, clarify on that a little bit and i think actually and i think you actually even said that uh, you would support a free market institution of some sort or another that would take people's animals in the instance they're abusing. Them. I, I think if uh, yeah, if you've got a neighbor who's out in the backyard beating his dog with a whip, uh, I I wouldn't object to somebody coming and rescuing that dog. I I don't think many people would. Okay, I want to start with the premise that animals are property. Would you agree with that? I agree absolutely. Okay. Well, I don't know if I agree absolutely. I do agree that animals are property, uh, but I would like to say that I think that uh, that. It's there's a certain responsibility and ownership of that animal to take care of it. Yeah, sure, of course, a moral a moral obligation. Okay. A moral obligation. That's, Wait, thank you. Go ahead with your point. Okay, so if you start now talking about that property can be taken away because someone deems, you know, you use the term abuse, but there's a lot of a lot of like a someone who's against meat could claim that a farmer by raising animals to kill them is abusing them. Right, so it probably wouldn't be a good idea for you as a meat eater to move into a neighborhood full of vegetarians. Right. <laughs> Thanks for the call tonight. 800-259-9231, that is the SACL CAI toll-free line. And hopefully there will be some kind of uh, overarching agreements that would help pre- precipitate this. That, uh, you know, for instance, if you move into a neighborhood, you're not allowed to beat your dog. That's part of, that could be part of the neighborhood association agreement. Like, Sounds like a big hey, agreement. don't hurt anybody. I don't know, Mark. I'm just trying to come up with something that might satisfy somebody like him. More on the way. It's Free Talk Live. This is Free 
Free Talk Live. Only moments remain. Not going to give you the numbers because the lines are loaded up here. We'll try to sneak your calls in here in the remaining moments. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features we give uh, give away to you, so enjoy them on us. Again, freetalklive.com. You like the show and you want to help support Free Talk Live, you can do that easily by becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier. For as little as three bucks a month, we take that money in and reinvest it into the show, getting on more radio stations around the country, bringing more internet listeners on board, and helping bring new people to the ideas of freedom head over to amp.freetalklive.com that again is amp.freetalklive.com and you get perks too like access to the amp only call in lines chat room forum and more all the details await you at amp.freetalklive.com let's continue with your phone calls bob in montana you're on free talk live hello bob bob montana going once bob in montana going twice let's try instead dan in texas dan you are on free talk live hello dan Dan in Texas. Do we have Dan? Let's try our side and talk to the amp line where Scott is on the line in Canada. Scott, you are on the air. Hello. 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 Hey, what's on your mind? I, I had a. I was thinking today about um, an example of how the free market is, of course, better than, than uh, the government system we have. And Recently, my wife had a court date in a town about an hour away from us. Okay. And we had uh, a terrible storm like the night before, and the roads were like ice, and cars ended up in the ditch all over the place, and so... She decided, well, should I go? And, you know, I, I better go. And so she started to leave our little town, and she ended up in the ditch right away. Oh, no. And uh, so she called so, yeah, and, and so she called the court and said, look, I, I can't make it today, blah, blah. So they told her, oh, court is closed today. It'll be rescheduled. So the only way she found that out was by calling them. Now, they would have had people. This is a little town, sort of a central town, where people from all over the place would come. Mm-hmm. So how many people showed up that day for court not knowing that it was canceled? Now, today I had a dentist appointment. I asked them, you know, if something happened where the dentist couldn't make it in, and, like, what would you do? Would you just let people show up and tell them they couldn't, you know, yeah. reschedule? And they said, no, we would call everybody and let them know, and then, Certainly. you know, reschedule. Right, because they could lose and, you as a customer. If they treated you like crap like the yeah, government exactly. does, they could lose your business. Whereas and the I government doesn't a care. a little example of, of the difference. Yeah, exactly. A company that cares about its customers and one that... They're the only people that are going to do it, like, you know, the monopoly court system. They don't give a crap. Right. So, if, the, if you're uh, a dentist, put that out there. you're absolutely right. If your dentist was the only dentist in town and no one else could start up any dental businesses in, you know, the, the nearest 500-mile uh, radius, then he might act that way, too. Right. He, he wouldn't have any incentive that's to right. be a good dentist. Exactly. So it's the same situation. And that's what you have with government. Thanks no incentive the... to be a good government. Thank you for the call. 800-259-9231. We continue here, and we will talk to... Uh, let's talk to Bill in Indianapolis, listening to WXNT. Hey, Bill. Hey, thank you for taking my call. What's on your mind tonight? Um, yeah, the, the guy from Florida, Lou, I think he, uh, get, get me straight if I'm wrong, um, I think he wanted to per, uh, protect everybody from losing money. I think he wanted to regulate everything so nobody would lose a penny in the market. Is that about right? I, you know, I, I couldn't say for sure. He just believes that the uh, the marketplace is criminal, uh, that, that Wall Street is criminal. And, and I, I think Lou has a lot of experience in Wall Street and it being criminal. Um, but 
you know, I guess he wants to protect people from that aspect. Right. Well, the whole idea the government could protect uh, the government, which is a criminal organization, could protect people from the market. I mean, they're regulated by the state in the first place. They're and working hand in hand with the government. I mean, these guys, they try to make it look like they aren't working together. Like, well, we're going to regulate you. You better look out. But in the back, you know, in the back room, they're actually shaking hands with one right. another saying, ha, we're keeping those it's other guys, guys out of the game. are giving the politicians money in the first place. And then we're supposed to believe this dog and pony show where the politicians say, well, well that's it. You guys have re- you've been naughty. naughty. We're going to have to regulate you as though they're not, they're putting in these regulations that are really going to stop these guys from doing what it is they want to do. Right. I mean, it's the money that drives the machine. Follow the money if you want to see the crime. Bill, your thoughts? Well, if, if Lou believes that they're all crooked, I, I, I tend to believe Lou in that case, there are a lot of crooks. But then the good thing about that is eventually they're caught in most of them, hopefully, like Bernie, good old Uncle Bernie, he gets to go to jail. Yeah, uh, the one one you know one guy goes to jail out of all of them, and you know that's currently what you have. You know the fact is, if Wall Street's full of crooks, then the government's full of crooks, right? Like it would right. just. Why, why is Wall Street the only place in the world where the crooks go? Obviously, well, men who crooks, seek you know. men who seek power, um, you know, going to be of the same personality sort or similar to men who are seeking money. So, and you know, they're they're going to work hand in hand. So Washington's full of criminals. Two, why is it that we trust the criminals in Washington to stop the criminals on Wall Street in New York City? I don't what trust them. What kind of crazy system well, is that? If the fox is guarding the chicken coop, I guess. Uh, and we've been doing it forever. It's, you know, it's, it's amazing how people just think this is going to work this time. Oh, you know what, Mark? We just need to elect the right people, and they'll put them all in the line. We've got some change coming for. on now, baby. I've got, I got, I got the audacity of hope. <laughs> Thanks, Bill, for the call okay, tonight. Let's talk to Steve, listening in Montana to KGEZ. Steve, you're on Free Talk Live. Steve? Steve in Montana, going once. Do we have Steve in Montana going yeah. twice? Hello, Steve. Hello. Hello. Steve, you're on the air. Yeah, hey. Steve? Yeah, I wonder what our Kentucky man would think. I was just a mechanic, and um, I had a 54 Cadillac. I had a 69... Uh, Jaguar had a 59 Rolls-Royce looking Jaguar that I used to loan to those guys to go out to dinner. Serious. They the borrowed my car. The doctors would and borrow your car? And I was just a mechanic, you know. They sat down one time with us and uh, brought some beers, and the four of us had an awful interesting conversation. I didn't know one but the radiologist, who used to be a doctor, and that's why he became a radiologist, that liked what he was doing. They all hated what they were having to do. Hmm. In fact, uh, the one guy. Uh, when you say uh, that, Steve, hold on. When you say they hated what they were having to do, do you mean they were hating what they had to do in order to run their business, like all the yeah, regulations? Yeah, process the number of people to pay the overhead, to pay the yeah. insurance, to pay the staff. They didn't get into the, the healthcare rules, field the to push papers. They knew were bad rules, and that's yeah. why the radiologist got out of and went back to school for several more years, and. Uh, he actually enjoyed what he was doing because he didn't have the pressure. And they get called at 2 in the morning to deliver babies, and people don't pay. And, you know, I mean, it just goes on. Yeah. Well, but, they didn't uh, get into that business to fill out a bunch of paperwork. I can tell you that. Uh, most of the people that got into health care that I've known in my life have gotten in because they want to help people. And then they find out that in order to give people uh, the help they're looking for, they've got to jump through those regulatory hoops that are just endless. They're literally endless. So, you know, it's kind of they don't want to do it that way. In the majority of the cases, but uh, 
There are some no that walk in the hard spot, you know. Yep. There are some though that will refuse the uh, the Medicare money, and there are some that will even refuse insurance money and operate as an, a cash basis only. But there are very few and far between. Thanks for the call tonight, Steve. As always, good to hear from you at eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. Let's talk to Mike in Montana, listening to KGEZ. Mike, you're on Free Talk Live. I have an observation I'd like to share. By all yes, means, sir. Um, I think this uh, don't fall. Uh, of the United States is, uh, for me, is wonderful to watch. Why is that? I am enjoying the ride. Gosh. What do you mean by that? Can you explain? Oh, sure. Um, is this know, Dr. They're poisoning Evil? our food. They are, you know, they're uh, taking all the houses from people and foreclosure. People are losing their houses. Now, whose food is getting poisoned? poisoning the water. Your, po- your food is poisoned where you are? Because mine tastes good. Does it? You ever looked at what's in the ingredients? Not really. No, I'm sure you haven't. I can tell. Yeah. Mark, you do uh, but, that stuff, though. You look at the ingredients, don't I you? Do. <clears throat> yeah, there's lots of good stuff in there, yeah, especially in your toothpaste. Yeah, toothpaste um, is no, going to poison me now, huh? It's actually really wonderful to watch. All these people running around with their arms in the air and everybody screaming and crying the blues and the government and, oh, my God, they're taking my house and I have no money, and it's wonderful to watch. I, and I'm really enjoying watching this happen. Doesn't that sound kind of <laughs> evil to you? No, not at all. Because, you know, uh, 200 years ago, they did the same thing to all the natives' peoples. You know, oh. they killed all their food. They, you know, destroyed their shelters, and they took their homes. Well, that's, and, it know, wasn't them, because they weren't around 200 years ago. The people right. that what you're... Goes comes the, the misery that wait, you're wait, enjoying right now isn't... The, not they're not the same people. not fair. Um, like, I haven't killed any Native people in, or burned down their houses. No, but now you're going to take a beating for it. You're telling me that these people are collecting the karma that was put out there by the people that were alive back then? That doesn't make much sense, does What kind it? of evil funny, God would funny do that? how it works, isn't it? No, it doesn't, it doesn't that work evil? that way. That, that would be an evil God that would di- dish out karma on someone for something they didn't do. I guess it depends what God you're looking at, man, isn't it? Well, um, okay. Well, how about um, Native Americans that fought each other in in wars that were unjust? Are they were they then getting the karma for that when the white guys came over and and came after them? Well, you know what? I, I don't think that the, they took each other's land and put up a fence and had a Bible in one hand and a gun in the other and said, "If you come on my land, I'll kill you." You're you're ate up with hate, man. Thanks for and the call. The the best thing for you is forgiveness. Like, I understand I the things that happened to Indians were bad, but there's nobody alive today that did it, and, the, like, the hate that you have in your heart is not accomplishing yeah, anything. T- taking, the, taking pleasure in the plight of others is not going to help you out at all. Anyway, we'll see you on Monday night. Online in the meantime at freetalklive.com. Have a great weekend. DVD, books, music, instruments, periodicals, computers, software, electronic, photo, cell phone, office product, home and garden, bed and bath, furniture, kitchen, pet supplies, automotive, hardware, apparel, shoes, jewelry, grocery, healthcare, sports and outdoors, toys, games, used and more. It's a department store at your fingertips. Amazon.freetalklive.com. Get all your shopping done, a great deal, delivery to your door, and a percentage of your purchase will go to Free Talk Live when you enter Amazon through Amazon.freetalklive.com.